0: Hello, guys and girls and welcome to episode 69 of the f reality podcast this is a weekly vr ar and mr talk show that is live streamed every saturday on youtube facebook and on twitch you can tune into the show live at 7 p.m in europe 6 p.m in the uk and 12 midday in central us you can also check out the audio version which is available on itunes soundcloud and on anchor if you have any questions comments or feedback during the show please put them in the chat. We'll try to answer as many questions as we can. I hope all of you had a very Merry Christmas and I wish you all a Happy New Year. Welcome to all the VR newcomers that picked up a headset over Christmas. I'm sure there's a couple of you out there. If uh, if you're out there, let us know who you are in the chat and we'll say hello to you. Uh, but first, let me introduce you to the team. First up, he may be a little older, maybe a little wiser, but no less rowdy. It is, of course... The rowdy guy how are you doing man happy birthday for this week
1: yeah thank you thank you thank you it's, it's actually funny that you guys actually remembered but like part of my family like forgot <laughs> <laughs> But i mean uh, like the pe- maybe some people in the chat know, but my birthday is on, on Christmas Day itself. So it is a day that a lot of people like tend to forget. Uh, <laughs> I once had it actually happen to me that uh, my family came over, like a part of my family came over thinking that my parents threw like a Christmas party, but it was actually a birthday party. <laughs> so they were wishing everyone a happy, like a Merry Christmas. And they forgot about me.
0: <laughs> oh, dude, that sounds so sad. Like, like, do you like guarantee like you like, stipulate you know i need double presents you know it's, it's, it's not just christmas it's my
1: birthday as no, well. no, 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 no. I, I, I never i never got double presents it was always you get one very big present <laughs> and as a right, kid okay. you're like i don't really care about the big present i want two of them you know they, yeah of course they, they both have to be big like <laughs> yeah. but no i i never really as a kid it was uh, it was annoying uh, uh, mostly because you're always younger than the rest like uh, being a december baby is a little bit of a an annoying thing but uh for the rest they don't really matter that much uh except for the month but i think that mostly applies for most december babies just because um you, you don't get anything for like the rest of the year and then like in december it's like you know uh, uh santa claus you have uh, uh christmas you have uh, um, uh, my, your birthday uh, you have uh There was another holiday as well here in Belgium. I forgot. But you have another one in there as well. So it's all in one month. And then the rest of the year, you're just like sitting there like, Waiting yeah, never happens. Although, on
0: the flip side, you were a little gift to your mum. So, you know, that, that's kind of nice. Not
1: really. Not really, no. actually. <laughs> so
0: she, she doesn't see it that way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, happy birthday to you, dude. Uh, I hope right. you had a good week. Happy birthday to Rowdy in the chat, please. Uh, chuck it in there. Say happy birthday to him. I'm sure he'll really appreciate it. Yeah, um, sure. So let's move on then. Uh, next up, resurrected from the dead this week. This powerful mage loves nothing more than to spend his mana and money on Magic the Gathering. It is, of course, Zimtok5. How
2: you doing, man? You alright? That's uh, raising one from the crypt. Just like me, and you're right. Oh my god, I have had a hell of a week. Uh, I think I've said that the last two weeks, but this week was like vomiting bug. (laughs) This was was my first uh, occurrence of a vomiting bug over Christmas. Uh, so had bad kind of a bad uh, work week uh, just before the last podcast we did. That was kind of a big event number one, and then the second one was picked up a vomiting bug for my son, and so I was on all fours for almost three days. Uh, and it was, bless you, it was pretty awful. But <laughs> as that aside, I feel great now, and I have. Yeah. It's kind of like going through a, a detox when you don't know that you have <laughs> to go through it. Like yeah. you know, all you've got is liquid running through your system, and then you're like, you know what? Now I feel really good. <laughs> but yeah. but during is not not so good. So whereas, whereas I feel like festively plump, you're, you're
0: like, yeah, you know, I didn't gain any weight over Christmas. In fact, I actually lost weight. Oh, I, 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 Yeah, I measured. <laughs> I, I
2: lost, how much did I lose? Something like nine pounds or something. It was quite, I gained
1: weight. I definitely gained weight. Yeah, me
2: too. But, uh, I definitely wouldn't recommend the way uh, the, no.
0: that, that happened for <laughs> but,
2: sure. Like the, but, the weirdest part about it is that, you know, for those who don't know, like the, the winter vomiting bug is like super contagious. The point where if you breathe on somebody, they can get it. So I literally had to like hole up in my room and like quarantine myself for a couple of days, sleep here, away from my family. It was just like oh, it was just weird feeling like a hospital patient in your in your own house. And the worst part is like when you're feeling that sick, like usually if I'm feeling kind of just under the weather, i be using my oh. oculus go all the time but this mm-hmm. time i couldn't because i just was like well first off i'm not going to infect the headset and secondly <laughs> you just don't feel <laughs> up to it you know i, no, I was i, I was affect- already <laughs> wondering i was already wondering why there's like a plastic tunnel outside of his house
3: you know where people had to enter it was like what's going <laughs> on it's
1: like plastic sheets all over the house like put the entire house yeah. yeah yeah that's just how we Is normally basic-
3: decorate you know
0: yeah um, <laughs> ah. Zim basically was the outbreak monkey. You know, he had to be contained in his house. Patient zero. (laughs) (laughs) Patient zero. Okay. um, So next up, he's unplugged from the Matrix this week, taking a well-deserved rest. My Frisian friend, of course, it's Nathie. How are you doing?
3: I'm doing a very, very good. Chill. Good. Nice, yeah. And um, I'm kind of happy that I'm like born in November now. (laughs) because <laughs> mm. <laughs> i like I, I i actually got you know presents on my birthday but sometimes also got a tiny little present
1: well i mean there, there is one big advantage of my of my birthday is i'm always off on that day i never have to work Good i boy, never have oh, to go yeah. to school true always off
2: so. you never have yeah. to spend an annual leave day you know on on your birthday or whatever. I, I had a,
1: I have another funny anecdote by the way about it uh, i used to think as a kid that the entire world would celebrate actually my birthday I actually believe <laughs> oh, everyone budget. was like celebrating. It was my birthday because even in like when because you know we used to go to church uh, on Christmas and the the priest himself would also like call up all the December like all the, the all the kids that were born on the twenty fifth of December. But in the entire town it was only me, so it was only me that had to go
2: in the front and I had to stand there and like yes. I am Jesus. No. <laughs> this is where the problem started. This is where the ego started growing. Yeah, yeah.
1: This is where like, my, yeah. my, my neck started expanding and I got a bit rowdy.
2: <laughs> it, it explains a lot. It explains oh, a
0: lot. <laughs> okay. So we've got a jam-packed uh, episode for you this week. Oh, I didn't introduce myself, yeah, nice. actually. I should yeah, introduce uh, myself. Uh, but who if are you are don't you? know who I am, uh, my name is Mike, and I'm the host of the show oh. from Virtual Reality
2: Oasis. Really? Are you? Yes. What? When are oh, you born? good so, yeah. like June. Well, well, what's your month? You're a yeah. June. June, yeah. Oh, so I'm Kansarian. more like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like Nathie. I just barely dodged the bullet. I'm a January. So like he and I, like we just, we just dodged that bullet, yeah. you know? Right. Yeah. You could, so I get a nice, I get to break it up, you know, every six months to
0: get presents. So it's kind of I mean, nice. the
3: only thing you have to do is just plan your birth. That's all. That's
2: very yeah.
0: easy. <laughs> it's not hard. Come on, <laughs>
1: parents. Um,
3: So
0: the main topics of conversation this week, we're going to be giving you the lowdown on the best-selling VR games on Steam this year. We're also going to be talking about Feel Real, a new device that adds smells to virtual reality. What could possibly go wrong? Uh, We're going to be talking about the YAR, no, VARYO Bionic Display Headset. It's coming uh, next year and has 40 times the clarity of a Vive Pro mind blown. And then we're going to be talking about the best of 2018. We invite you to join us by rounding up the best VR had to offer this year. So make sure you stay tuned and join us in the chat uh, because we'd love to know your opinion on this as well, not just ours. Mm. Uh, But let's uh, find out what everyone's been up to this week and their highlight of the week. I wonder what everyone's been playing. And of course, uh, let's kick it over to Rowdy first to find out.
1: Yeah, I, I watched last week's episode and I saw that uh, Nathie uh, pulled uh, a little bit of a diss on me, you Ooh. know? Yeah. Dish I had to set the record straight. <laughs> uh, who, who the real prison boss is here, huh? <laughs> uh-huh? So uh, this week I, uh, I I dove back in and... No uh, way. <laughs> <laughs> You used me as an excuse to play that yeah, game. Yeah, like, wow. I certainly did. <laughs> Yeah, this week is the. I, I played like a, a lot of prison balls. Like, uh, I tried to like get like. Uh, I still haven't gotten into the Golden Prison. Still haven't figured out what that is. But yeah. I did play quite a bit of it. Uh, and I've played a, 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 like a, a multiplayer online battle arena game, one of the first ones for VR. And it's actually weird because. I would expect this genre to be like already featured like way more because I remember like one of the first thing that they showed in virtual reality was like, oh, like the Minecraft kind of scene. And you could like pick up characters and put them everywhere. So I thought like, oh, this is going to be great for like games like League of Legends, or Dota 2, Smite. But actually, I can't really remember any of those kind of games that I've played so far. So hmm. it's interesting to see that there's only one that I know of now that is on PlayStation VR. Um, but it's is a genre that actually, I think, would work pretty well in virtual reality, like a genre mm. like that. Uh, of course, I think the issue a little bit is there because um, you probably need a lot of buttons to, like, activate the heroes and to, like, have the different powers. And that could be a, a little bit of a problem in virtual reality because our controllers are fairly limited in terms of buttons. But there must be a way around that, like maybe using gestures or, like, something cool. Um, but I, I would like to see that genre be, you know, develop more in virtual reality.
0: I'd love to see some like pro Dota or League players playing a virtual reality version of those games because when you watch their fingers move so fast across the keyboards when they're doing all these macro keys and stuff like that, yeah. I'd love to see them having to physically have to do it with their own body movements. <laughs> it yeah. would be something out of the Matrix. you know? They'd be moving so fast you wouldn't even see their arms moving anymore.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, and especially with those cool. kind of games because with, with Dota 2, you can watch it in virtual reality. Like You can mm-hmm. have like the, the overview kind of image yeah. But you can't actually play a game like that in virtual reality yet. So, you know, developers get to work
2: from, from, yeah. from a MOBA perspective. I, I actually um, a little bit of the research I did. I think the game you're talking about for PSVR is called uh, Dark Eclipse. You're talking about the, yeah. the MOBA that's on PSVR. It didn't do so well. But you know, this is this is an area where I think if they if they took AI and kind of um, this cognitive intelligence to determine whether or not you were grabbing a piece or not. Uh, because right now there's that feeling you get it in in FPSs quite a bit, and I think in mobas that's exactly what you were talking about in terms of the not just the button configuration but also grabbing pieces and moving them fast. Because th- that that kind of tactile feel and the accuracy is really where those games would be getting let down right now in VR. Yeah. So true. Is, true. This game is uh, free. Am I right? Or is yeah. it paid? It is it is well, free. I mean- free
1: in the way that you would still need a PlayStation Plus account to play online, of course. You could play offline against AI, but, I mean, these Ultra kind of games and, you actually play online, right? And and the
3: heroes you have, you can or grind for them, but it takes well, or you have to buy them with real money.
2: Yeah.
3: Right. So you only get a few heroes for free, but, of course, mm-hmm. the, the best ones are behind a paywall.
2: That's the usual. Right. <laughs> okay. Did you guys have any, uh, yeah. like, favorite MOBAs of, of your time? Mine would have been Smite. Never played
0: one,
1: really. To be honest, I've never got into one. I've played i I've played some Smite. Really liked it, but uh, the one I've played, the Moses Dota, too. I've been like a lot with this macro key stuff as well. Like I love so doing binging. that. That
2: game was, that was tough, awesome. oh, so tough. Yeah. So tough. So, would you recommend
0: this one then, Rowdy? If you're a MOBA fan and you have VR, or uh, yeah, you're, you're not quite if sure, you're a MOBA yet?
2: fan is the
1: only option that you have. So yeah. mm-hmm. then, <laughs> yeah, you, you can't really do anything else. But. I, I, there, there are certain things that can definitely be improved in that game, um, especially in terms of controls, because it's it's hard to do that in virtual reality. Because with a, with a especially with a mobile game, you rely so much on your mouse movements and so much on like you know those very small detailed movements. And if you mess up one time, it could cost you like the entire game. So in terms of controls, I would really like to see like some improvements there. Still, yep. the heroes were, were cool though. I like them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember seeing a bit of your video where you uh, took quite a shine to one of the characters, am I right? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on. Uh, next up, let's find
2: out what Zim's uh, been playing this week. Oh God, which one do I pick? Which one do I pick? Uh, I, I'll i pick the game I played a bit today because I spent all week trying to get to play it, uh, which is Blade and the Sorcery. It was on Rowdy's recommendation that I decided to pick up Blade and Sorcery. Oh. And it is a bloody stab fest uh (laughs) the thing that i the thing that i liked the most about the game was was the axe mechanic uh which rowdy touched on which is you know when when you seat an axe into a table or a face uh you have to pull it out and sometimes with two hands you have to pull it out um so that that and the fact that if you swing a claymore for instance um it will lag because of the weight and the kind of momentum that you're trying to give it as you're swinging it, um, and it makes the battles quite tough. The thing that the game, the game, like, really impressed me in a lot of ways, but also needs some refinements. Um, the thing that pissed me off the most was that the AI pretty much insta blocks anything uh, until you've parried. You know, they've they've missed the swing, and then you're allowed to hit them or whatever. Because otherwise, they're just like, nope. Nope, 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 nope. You can't hit me. And, and and that really gets annoying. Although I did find that if you get anyone walking downwards on a staircase, you can knife them in the knees three times and they'll go down uh, like, a, like a sack of potatoes. But uh, yeah, that game is, you know, and, and then back to back I played Gorn to kind of compare. And I'd say yeah. if you had to pick between the two at the moment, God, Gorn is so polished now. The way that yeah. when you kill a combatant, uh, just everything from the shaders that they have on like the mace, uh, the way the blood is animated, uh, the way the character skeleton models are are working, uh, and the way that you know the uh, people overlooking you in, in this gladiator arena are throwing coins at you, as in you know, hey, you've been victorious. Like it, it's a very polished title now. So like, if you're yeah. really looking for something quite gory and and naughty, then uh, I'd say Goren's your your pick for the moment. But this one, maybe give it a year, you know, soaking, yeah. uh, and uh, yeah. I, I'd love to see it turn into more. Than just an arena or a gladiator style, kind of gorn esque game. I'd like to see it go wider than that because the mechanics and the physics and all that are really cool. And actually, the, the first thing I, I, I felt when I was in this wooden cabin was I'd love to still open the front door and see what's outside. Like, I'd love to see those mechanics come into something like a Skyrim. So, Bethesda, if you're listening, please so bring that back to the Serial killers podcast. <laughs> 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 it's so true. Yeah. But well, I mean it was a really title
1: good. like this as well. Uh there's another title like this, but I forgot the name of it, which is more like a like a battle simulator where you have like I don't know that Josh Dobb mm-hmm. played a lot of it. Is the it's the one where you also wear like the green suit. Um oh, where you, yeah. you can you can ride horses, you can uh use spears, you, know? you can use swords, you can uh manage an entire army and like play it out yeah. against a different army. But I forgot the name of it. Maybe people in the chat can help yeah. us out, or if someone knows it, uh you know, yeah. Be my guest, but that's also a brave heart, yeah. Brave heart style, that's where it re- reminded me of, yeah.
2: So, yeah, it was good. So, so I mean, it, you know, the other thing I just mentioned very quickly, um, and just give a thumbs up to contractors because oh. it's a solid FPS. Tales,
1: Tales of, of glory. glory, uh, Brian Foster, Tales, in, uh, about Tales of Glory in the chat. Nice one, mentioned uh, nice it. Nice one, yes, yeah. yeah.
0: I'm gonna be actually talking about contractors in a sec, so you can, uh, you can dip into that as well, oh. uh, Zim. Mm-hmm. Good. Um,
3: so go on, then, Nathy. What, what have you been playing this week, dude? I have not been playing anything. At all. Um, I made a trailer, as you might know, of like the the best yep. games of this year. And I will, you know, expose myself with this list I have of all the games later in the podcast. Um, but I did actually play one thing, and I don't know why. <laughs> and that was Mario Powers United. <laughs> oh <laughs> my But I, 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 didn't, uh, I didn't really do much with it because I was checking out the update, you know, because they revamped mm-hmm. the game, right? Um it's still it's still bad it's still but they yeah. um but they made it very hard to finish now for some reason like it's it's really hard to beat the game is like almost like you know but i already finished the entire game so i don't really yeah. care we've like, already beaten thanos we don't need to do it yeah. again <laughs> yeah so so to for people that that do play this game or played it once or so what they basically changed is Um, when you were playing this, uh, you know, hero arena uh, brawler thing, um, there were like villains getting spawned in, right? Uh, Like every wave there was something else happening. And after a few waves, there is one villain spawning in. But now they have a hard mode that spawns in two villains instead of one. But it's so hard that if you play with AI, you cannot even beat the game anymore. So they really force you... To play multiplayer but the funny part is i've been searching for people but almost no one is playing it anymore no. obviously um and, and i was just like okay so the server is already kind of dead you yeah. update the game but it's too late and, and you see yeah. that with a lot of games you know update it the moment you bring it out but don't do it later because it doesn't really you know it, it was a strange choice because they went
0: with full locomotion which i think is is a is a good choice but they, they targeted the game at the newcomer's yes, market. Exactly. So, yeah, so yeah. an, an advanced locomotion system with a newcomer's kind of style of gameplay that's very repetitive and wave shootery-like, which didn't make much sense. So newcomers are going to get motion sick and probably not going to stay for too long and it doesn't have the holding power to keep us interested as veterans. So it kind of didn't hit the mark on both aspects yeah. of that. Well said, that old
2: chap, well said. Yeah. I, mean, I would say I it's pipe out
3: like, yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's still like a like a good arcade title if they could just bring out a license for this game great yeah, you know yeah. but uh yeah. or for just pc
2: players nah yeah give mm. give the license to somebody else give it to mm. a different studio let them have a hand at it you know yeah, they they could try yeah
0: yeah yeah okay cool um well this week uh like i hinted at earlier i played uh contractors um, and, um, you know, we, but before I jump in contact contractors, we, we also checked out, um, Somium space, uh, Natie and I, oh, and yeah, we also jumped said, into Alt space to, yeah. as well, uh, because yeah. we, uh, we met up with uh, Vivian from the hive. Uh, if you're not familiar with the hive, it's a regular talk show actually hosted in VR in Alt space. She's in the chat. Oh, hey, Vivian. Yeah. Uh, good to see you uh, in Hello. VR. And obviously, we, we've met outside of VR now as well at OC5. Um, but she uh, hosted an event where she asked uh, me and Nacy some questions. Uh, we, we tried it in uh, in Somium space, but we had some technical issues. So we ended up moving over to alt space to have it there. Um, but it, there was around 600 people apparently uh, watching it live uh, in, in, in wow. obviously multiple spawns of the room that we were in. Uh, But it was really cool interacting with people uh, there. They could ask us questions and uh, we could talk a little bit. And it was kind of nice being on the other side of the questions for a change. It was kind of a bit of a strange dynamic, but uh, it was really enjoyable. So that was uh, a lot of fun. So shout out to Vivian and the Hive. If you're ever in Altspace and there's an event going
2: on, definitely go and check it out. Out of curiosity, Um, how how does that um, many-to-one room system work for you? Do you only get to see one instance and specific participants in that room and then everyone else you just can't see? Exactly. Yeah. Although when they do emojis
0: or you know like uh, hearts and, and likes, you can see them all. Um, so you know the room really fills up when uh, they all start yeah. doing it, which is kind of nice. cool. Um, who got I think the I most, a who bit got more-
2: most emojis? You were you were Nathan. I have no idea, but
0: I think I would have been more nervous had I known that there was like 600 people watching, whereas it just felt like a room (laughs) of 10 people. So I was like, yeah, this is chill. Uh, uh, I I digress. But um, yeah, contractors, uh, I'm not a massive uh, competitive player in VR. You probably know this from previous episodes of the show. Um, And it's due to the fact that I just simply don't have time uh, to invest in a single game to get good at it enough because I suck at these games. So I go into them, I get schooled straight away and I'm like,
2: yeah, I'm done with this. I dropped you into Firewall and you did very well. So I know it was early it days. More for Firewall. Stock. Yeah, But when, when did you do that? Huh? Yeah, it was in the early days of Firewall. Yeah, yeah. Early days. So, yeah. First couple yeah. of weeks.
0: I can pretend I was a pro for a couple of days. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah. um, oh, we, we both have like Onward t shirts though. So we look like we're pro Onward players.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, we were trying to convince people at OC5 we were oh, pro yes. Onward players. Uh, <laughs> if only they knew. Yeah um but yeah i got to check out uh, contractors and i have to say i was really impressed with this game um you know like i said i don't play these games very often but this one really stood out for me because graphically it's probably one of the best ones out there i think yeah. uh, not only are the environments very detailed and rich with stuff going on uh, but the character models look good and more importantly the guns look amazing as well i think the guns uh, look spot on uh, also, the weapon handling mechanics are great. You know, you've got multiple grips on your gun, so you can hold it in a variety of different ways uh, to suit your playstyle. Um, the reloading feels solid. You've got all the, the standard sort of points on your vest, a bit like Pavlov and Onward does. Um, the menu systems, the UI was super easy to navigate, which I've always had problems with in Onward. I always felt like it was a bit clunky to navigate around. Um, And most importantly, it really seems like there's a thriving community around this game right now. Uh, So, you know, like Zim has mentioned before on the show about these kind of like (laughs) multiplayer games is kind of jump in while they're hot. You know, I I don't know how long this is going to last around contractors, but it seems right now it's the hottest VR multiplayer shooter game to play right now. So if you're interested in a competitive VR shooter, I would say definitely go and check this one out. I I think I don't think you'll be disappointed in terms of the way it looks and performs. And I,
1: on what scale would you put it? Like, would you put it more like the onward side, more on like the Pavlov side? Is it more like arcade shooter? Is it more like tactical? It's like, a bit what... of both, actually. Uh, it's mm. kind of
0: weird. It's kind of a hybrid mix of the two. You can play it very tactically, or you can kind of play it arcade and have a lot of fun with it. Uh, plus, it has an offline mode with just bots, which.
2: Uh, actually works very well Uh, Mm. if you don't want to play with other people. I'm just imagining Mike's Mm. team, like, this fucking guy, Mike, just keeps tossing grenades and making duck (laughs) noises. What's this guy doing? (laughs) What's this guy doing? (laughs) He thinks it's Pavlov. For me, I'd say it's probably more towards onward, but the settings are a bit more urban, so it feels a lot more like Pavlov in that respect. The fact that it's like, the, the thing I found really weird and took me a couple of game sessions to get my head around is this whole get to a data point, hack it, Hack enough so you control it until you can basically upload to a satellite. And then you get enough data flowing until you get like a megabyte of data. And then that's it. Your team wins. So it's a really strange thing because it keeps going. So like you'll get, I don't know if it's 25% of the upload or whatever. You try to kind of control that point and then it switches and it goes somewhere else and then it switches again. And so it's this whole kind of concept of move your team, move your setup, be smart but still get to the point fast. So there's a little bit of a kind of like a VR counter-strike aspect to it. But like what Mm -hmm. Mike's saying, the two things I want to underscore are gun models are such a nice balance of the texture and modeling. Like I wouldn't say they're the best modeled gun I've ever seen, but I'd say that they're certainly on the high end and the performance is really spot on. But the lighting Mm -hmm. was like, the second I was in it, some of the the scenes are just so well lit and and the lighting becomes the most important mechanic the game offers um, because shadows, like this lovely shadow yeah. that I'm making here, yeah. I can make a duck, mm-hmm. um, y- y- you know, the shadows can give away where your opponent is or where you are. You have to really be careful. Like, where's the sun position? If I go around this mm-hmm. corner, am I going to cast this big, feckin' long shadow so the enemy knows exactly where I am? And it gives you away. Uh, so, I mean, that for yeah, me cool. was... This is the first Just time that I hear,
1: actually, of a game really utilizing that. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I do yeah. feel like the
3: shooters are getting better slowly. Oh, like, for they... sure you know, uh, Onward is, is still, you know, hanging there. Pavlov is like, yeah, super arcade-y. Um, I mean, War Dust was like super ambitious. Mm-hmm. I still don't know what's going to like happen to that one. Um, yeah. And also like Zero Calibre. So they all have something that you would like to add to one game. You would want to slap it together. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's and Echo be, it's Combat, gonna... of
0: course, as well. You know, super polished uh, uh, as well. Uh, but it'll be really interesting to see if the competitive scene embraces this game as, you know, maybe the new uh, you know, multiplayer shooter to play because I, I saw that uh, if you want to see someone good at playing this game, by the way, and and you should is, is check out Lonely Viper's uh, streams when he plays this game. That, that guy is insanely good at shooters, uh, as we know from his previous experience with Onward. Uh, but he was going toe to toe with Shroud uh, just recently on a Twitch stream, and I don't know if you know he who nice Shroud thing. is, but he's. He's a pro player, yeah. Like he's a he's a previous member of Cloud Nine, serious uh, CS:GO player, and now obviously a Call of Duty player as well. Uh, so it was really interesting uh, dynamic seeing those two go head to head in in a competitive game. So uh, definitely go yeah. and check that one out on uh, on the VODs on Twitch. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, check it out. It's like fifteen pounds in British uh, fifteen uh, British pounds, uh, twenty US dollars. So uh, worth checking out if you're nice. in that. as
3: well. Talking, talking about Pavlov, I saw PewDiePie streaming Pavlov today.
2: Oh really?
3: Um, he's really? been really right. hitting VR a lot just yeah. recently. He was he was three, and he just felt like it, I guess, to play it. So. He does play That's it mean, a lot though, reality.
2: But I mean Pavlov, come on man, get with the times.
3: <laughs> I keep on posting
2: comments <laughs> I in his videos. Pavlov.
0: I love uh, that. saying that i could help him out make it look better because his videos just look awful oh, okay. <laughs> the, the quality, of, like the, the the output from the game looks terrible but uh yeah I, i'm so pleased that he's sharing more VR content though it's great for us and great for the industry as a whole i think maybe he I should
3: hire you together. you're gonna be his new editor this VR uh, expert. I don't know if I'm that good. You can yeah. you can live in his closet behind him. There's enough space there, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's very you warm in there. Need to change that.
2: your name to Brad, right? And then and then you can.
3: <laughs> be
0: um, so the other thing, I, I, the other two things I want to highlight that I got into this week because we don't have that much quick news, so I thought I'd sort of stretch this bit out a little bit uh, is that I've been giving some demos uh, to VR newcomers, which has been really nice. I, I love doing this, and especially over the Christmas period, a lot of people come over and friends and family come over, and they've never tried VR before, and they sort of just they just have no comprehension of what it's like. And I just love putting people into VR for the first time and seeing their reactions for the first time. It's such a, a magical experience, not just for them, but also for me to see their reactions as well. What's your, uh, What headset were you using, Mike? So he's using the Rift, and uh, my sort of go-to demos are uh, the Oculus Dream Deck. Uh, run them through those. Uh, especially, I love seeing the reactions with the uh, the one at Heights, where it looks like you're overlooking Gotham City. Mm. And um, the T-Rex encounter, obviously, at the end of the, the Stream Deck experience. And uh, and then, obviously, First Contact, so they get to learn how to use the motion controllers. Uh, I think that's a, a great way to, sh- to show people how to use them. And then interact <clears> with that <throat> adorable Johnny Five little robot. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then, depending on what kind of games they like, uh, I either put them into Beat Saber or
1: Super Hot,
3: mm. Generally, those two. Something safe. Oh, Hot, is kind of tricky already. I mean,
2: they go all but over the no place. There's no locomotion
1: there, so that's actually... I, I often do that uh, Exactly. I, I often do that as well.
2: Yeah. I'm curious, for those of you who demo do you uh I know radio probably play it safe but uh, do you use the safety loop on the controllers when you're yeah demo? of course
0: yeah, of course. And I, I always use like a my proxy mat, and I know that Nathan uses one as well, but I always just say, look, always stand on this mat, and then you won't punch a wall or anything else. So right. the second they they step off it, they know they're in the danger zone.
2: I still hate uh, those mats, like even for whatever micrometers it is, right? Like when you – micrometers isn't a word, sorry. <laughs> millimeters. Didn't line. It didn't say millimeters. But when you even – your foot goes like just a little bit off, it feels like you're about to fall off a cliff. Like I, I hate those mats. <laughs> I'd rather yeah. be punching a wall to be honest.
3: I, I usually like show people like, "Hey, this is like some kind of a, like hologram wall, and you can just touch my wall now." But there's like some space between. So really learning and I'm, like, okay, this is how it works, you know. Mm-hmm. But like one of my favorite combos is, and I showed it to one of my friends is if you go into toy box and you join them in VR and show them what it's That's all about. Cool. Uh, so really you can cool. really, you know, join along and just interact with them and do show them all the tricks. It's really cool. Like I never knew there was a thing. I Was like, wow, I can actually also be there with them and show yeah. them how things are getting done. That would yeah. be a really interesting dynamic with the Quest as well.
0: And I'm sure, yeah. Yeah. you know, if there's a cross-compatible game with Quest and Rift, that would be mm-hmm. way much easier. I could do something similar myself. Yeah. But That's a really interesting point.
3: Another sure. uh, another funny easter egg because in Oculus Dream Deck. You have that, you know, Gotham City, and there's mm-hmm. a billboard behind you, right, with Palmer on there because Dreamdeck is. is from from I think uh, from the launch of the Oculus Rift. But if yes. you use mm-hmm. Gotham City in your Oculus home because you can use that as an environment, right? You have the Pirate uh, Cove. Yep. Then the billboard is also there, but they just got rid of him <laughs> and oh. they put something else there. Oh, really? So it's <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go check it. It's like uh, you see like someone wearing the Rift and it's like a, uh, like an advertisement board. So <laughs> Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> yeah,
2: I kind of feel like if you're part of history, you should stay part yeah,
3: of history. Yeah, of course. I, yeah. Regardless. I, I, I was surprised it's, it was still in Dream Deck, that they didn't really change that. Um, oh, I hope they never changed that.
2: Yeah. Well, one thing I wanted to add here, Mike, before uh, we swap on is um, I know we talk about VR and, and AR a lot. but And for my sly grin, you're probably telling that I'm about to throw a trick here. Yeah, Uh, go for it. NR, have you ever heard of NR? NR, no. Enlighten me, please. (laughs) I've been exploring NR just today, and I think Mike, uh, you have actually explored NR as well, which is uh, Netflix reality. uh, Yes. Lovely. I I, I don't know. Are you covering this later, or? I was actually just about to talk about it, but go for it. I'll dip Uh, in and out. Yeah. I I won't say much because I think one of the things is is to kind of keep it uh, keep it high level. If you have Netflix, (laughs) Rowdy. If you have Netflix (laughs) 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 or something recently, Uh, if you have Netflix, then uh, Black Mirror, which is a a thing that Mike's been plugging for months and months and months, and every so often I'll catch an episode, Um, they just launched something called Bandersnatch, which is is a lovely um, choose your own adventure style uh, interactive video, and I won't say much about it. And I don't think this gives much away, but my favorite bit was the Netflix bit. And uh, I'll just say that. But uh, yes, (laughs) um, but it's 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 pretty damn cool and it definitely messes with your head. And if you have any opportunity to check this out and you're a fan of indie stroke, uh, new realities, uh, you have to you have to watch this. That. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I was going to
0: mention it as well because uh, it was one of the things I really enjoyed this week. It was like really my highlight of the week. And um, Are you guys seriously
1: like, going to make me like, you know, renew yeah, my you contract now? Do. You need to yeah, renew yeah. your yeah.
0: subscription. Seriously, it's worth it. Um, but just like Zim said, it's basically a, uh, an old style choose your own adventure book adapted to a TV show. So you I use your Netflix remote uh, and then at points in the, the, the TV show, you get to make a choice. Uh, You know, between two choices. And uh, it really sort of changes the dynamic of the the show. And there's so many different possible outcomes. I think there's five different endings uh, from what I've heard. Uh, But of course, being Black Mirror, like Zim said, super dark, Uh, follows follows a story around a kid called Stefan. Uh, who wants to be a game developer, basically, to give you a very brief summary of of what it's about. But definitely go and check it out. Uh, Do it straight after this show if you've got a Netflix account. The the only one thing I will mention is that, sadly, uh, you can't experience this in the Oculus Go with the interactive features. Um, A lot of people on the Oculus Go subreddit tried it uh, using the Netflix app with the Go, Mm -hmm. but the the features don't work in there. So you need to just do it on your TV right now, which is a bit of a shame. Uh, By the way, on
1: the browser? Uh, uh, it
2: works I'm not like, sure. I think it works. It works on the basis of I'm going to call it. It's kind of like you know you have uh, DVD menus, the kind of yeah. interactive system. That it's either that or the app itself. I couldn't tell which one it was leveraging from the technology stack. Yeah. But it's a very simple interface. They do it seamlessly. Like it is so, so well integrated, and the writing in the in, in the thing. Yes, it's worth. It's actually, I actually worth wonder if if it work for you.
1: an account because. Or, uh, I usually use it uh, with the Chromecast. That's why. Oh. Um, I would imagine you'll be
0: fine. I would imagine you'll be fine. As if, if you use your TV remote to, con- uh, to control your Chromecast, then it'll be the same for the Netflix app, no? Yeah, you use a,
1: an app? It's with mobile, yeah. Okay.
0: Maybe. Maybe look into it then, Rowdy, for sure. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's an amazing experience. Uh, mm. Definitely worth checking out. Uh, and that is a Bandersnatch, uh, which is a Black Mirror episode. Um, but it's about an hour and a half, name, two it. hours. Two hours long. Yeah.
2: Pretty heavily promoted as well. I've seen it, uh, not just in terms of it trending places, but they've actually done, a, obviously, a heavy campaign for it as well, mm. given given the holiday season, I think, and the type of technology. And they tend to push these uh, these things. Maybe it's just here in the UK. But, um, yeah. So we know, got
1: a cool. crash organism in the chat saying that uh, Minecraft has done something similar like this as well, which is true. Uh, and I believe that was called uh, Minecraft Stories. Uh, yes, so a bit yeah. like the Telltale
0: series, is that what he's kind of talking about? Yeah. Uh, so this is just on a TV, which is something new.
2: But definitely, I would welcome more of in the future. I enjoyed it so much that I'd love to see this adapted and more. It's not short. I thought it was going to be like thirty minutes, but we like an hour and a half in, we were still doing it. And I had friends who said, you know, three hours later, I, I it's like I wasted. I spent, <laughs> not wasted, but I spent three hours of my life trying to find like the <laughs> ending or, or the meaning behind the story.
3: Yeah. Uh, so Mike, you you said that you needed a Netflix re remote (laughs) or just a remote because i was wondering is there like a like a netflix Remote whatever, out there. whatever remote you oh, okay, use I was like whoa special like neon like like Netflix remote no. super special for only this you know I was like whoa where can I get this because you know? so many people
0: have it on like a smart TV or they yeah. use a, 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 a Roku box or a, a, an Amazon box or whatever so
3: so if you do want to check it out in VR you could possibly uh, uh, link your desktop to VR desktop and That's then you could thinking. just use your mouse to click or maybe your, your Probably, Oculus yeah. Go whatever. yeah virtual desktop uh, would work
2: yeah and the benefit of that, I'll just I'll just underscore why I think people should actually give that thing that Nathie just mentioned to Sean, is that when you're in VR, like it, it takes care of your self-control of looking at your phone or looking at your cat or whatever you're doing. Otherwise, you're immersed in it and you pay more attention to mm-hmm. the details. So in that effect, then the story loop and how closely you get bound to characters is that bit more rich. Mm-hmm. So- yeah. And I think that works for many films as well. So you know, when I—that's yep. why I've I've come to really liking uh watching the Oculus Go. You know, all, all the movies when I watch them now alone.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not only should you just check out Bandersnatch, but you should just check out Black Mirror in general if you've not checked it out for sure. Yeah, it's really Such good. Dark, I highly
2: recommend. So dark though, if you're not I love it. if you're not, not a fan of them. dark stuff, like that's not for
1: well, you. Man. The best ones are the good ones. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: So let's move into some quick news. Well, the only bit of quick news we've got this week, and that is uh, about Verizon. So it's a US mobile phone company, if you're not familiar, uh, Verizon. Um, But they're using VR to train its employees and not in a way that you would expect. Uh, (laughs) Like what we've seen with Walmart, for example, you know, they're using it to train about like you know, keeping things clean and hygienic and and making sure there isn't trip hazards and health and safety, like lifting practices and stuff like this. Uh, Verizon are going like next level with it. And they're going to how to deal with an armed robbery situation uh, in VR training. So this is pretty crazy.
3: Wait, so Um, (laughs) payday.
0: Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, That's what they're training for. But they've got a, a bespoke... Uh, application that has been developed for them uh, by a company called Striver, right. And it is the same company that basically uh, is developing the Walmart application. Um, but of course, you know, with the prices of smartphones uh, skyrocketing, you know, now an average smartphone is around a thousand US dollars. They obviously see themselves as a bit of a, an easy target. So they want to train their employees uh, not necessarily how to retain their their products, but just to keep each other safe and their customers safe. Um, so the idea behind this is that there's three uh, 360 videos of armed suspects entering a Verizon store, uh, some of which are snatch and grab, some of which are uh, holding an employee hostage. And uh, the trainee obviously experiences this with a VR headset and has to react and make decisions oh. uh, to try and sort of make sure no one dies pretty much is it's, it is
3: it is it like a interactive 360 in a way or like an actual yes. Oh, okay yes yeah. essentially that um so they
0: choose their options and um they can obviously react in real time with uh, you know the voice which they're being monitored on in the training scenarios and it's just kind of to see how they react uh, to something mm-hmm. like this because we know that vr can be very immersive so particularly mm-hmm. for people that maybe not necessarily exposed to vr regularly would find this super immersive i think so i think it's that's why it's great for a training scenario um but it's great to sort of see how people will react and how you can sort of train them to maybe counter that uh, their natural reactions to deal mm-hmm. with a situation like this if they ever come up to it in in real life. So it's super interesting, and I thought it was worth mentioning on the show. But what do you guys think about this? Like, uh, you know, do you think you'd be prepared for something like that if you maybe experienced it a few times in VR first? You'd sort
1: of maybe have an I, idea I of what you were going to do. Ever ever prepared for something like that? Yeah. Like if, something, if someone really holds like a gun to your head or something that's still very different from from experiencing that in virtual reality i think Mm -hmm. even though you do it with the intention of like teaching people but uh, i i don't know like you have to maybe do it like maybe like a a billion times for you to like feel comfortable (laughs) in a situation like that maybe or to 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 train your like you know i know your animal brain or something that you know how to act in a situation like that i know
3: i i think there are like certain aspects you could like learn from and it will never mm. be, like, you will never get used to stuff like that. But I'm sure there are, like, things like, mm, okay, so.
1: Oh, yeah, but I, I think it can be a teaching tool, but not, like, replace no, uh, no, any no. kind of, like, educational other no. experience that you can have. I don't think so. so.
0: do you think um, physical training, like, where they just did role plays would be more suited then
1: or a better training tool than a VR experience? <laughs> I
2: okay.
1: think so. Because you so- get physical contact you don't have that yet in virtual reality mm-hmm. and i think that's a big thing in these kind of things if someone like actually grabs you and holds you down or that that's still very different from like someone shouting at you in a, through virtual reality yeah. glasses yeah. I think. Yeah, the,
2: the intimidation factor i'd have to agree is something that a lot of people won't be ready for yeah uh, you know like if you're standing in the street corner and somebody grabs your bag and starts running with it like mm-hmm. what do i do now do I chase him? Might have a knife, right? What, am I going to end up in a dark alley with some dude who's now, you know, going to knife me? And was it not, was it worth that? So he couldn't take my iPod? Uh, you know, so I think that those situations are, are, are pretty tough. You know, mm. uh, I unfortunately went through one um, when I was a teenager. So I went through a school shooting uh, and I was, it was wow. in one of those situations. And there's a part of your brain that kicks in this kind of half instinct and like half thinking, and yeah. the mixture of what you end up doing out of that is something that I think training can only give you kind of guide rails for. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I would I still at welcome it, though, because, um, you know, again, being a, being, being a corporate employee. Sorry, Rowdy, go ahead. I
1: think it's a nice additional tool, like, but I don't think it will replace anything that is already yeah. there
2: in place. I just wonder, like, I mean, who who is going to, like, company-wise, who's who's investing the hours mm. uh, like you do, like, after a tragedy, right? You're going to get counselors in and, you know, you're going to do the the mop-up of, you know, whatever happened. But, like, in advance, to convince a committee or a group to spend the money, you know, at a school, at a business, wherever you're trying to prime people – um, unless it's like a series of corner shops where you know every month that these are getting held up, then you're, you're going to pay the money and probably train your employees how to deal with that. But um, I, I think the good thing about VR is that you're giving some training and you can do that easily across a wide group of people and give them some feeling of what that's like without mm-hmm. you know without actually having to pay for physical people.
0: Yeah, so. yeah I think it's a, it's a cheap, cheaper way of doing it, right? And uh, there's less risk involved to someone actually... Getting hurt even during the training, which can happen as well. Oh, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm no, sure, no. I'm sure, police and, and military applications will maybe become more common in the future. You know, with this kind of training, when it's combined with physical uh, interaction as well, like maybe shooting uh, suspects and stuff like that, maybe. And how, because uh, you know, a lot of um, in terms of uh, firearms, police firearms officers, yeah. you know, that kind of flinch reaction, you can't train that out of someone. So if someone naturally flinches and shoots. Uh, it's kind of like a fail in there. So to do that in a safe scenario
1: like this would
0: be be super
1: interesting. I think eventually, you know, we will get to that point that we get like training sessions that are almost indistinguishable from the -hmm. real world yeah uh, that actually that that like m- makes me think of like that one scene from uh, mr bean um from johnny english mr. Bean. uh i don't know if you guys have already seen the movie but there's the a VR virtual one? reality yeah yeah so i'm sorry over it, christmas it's very, it's very well done yeah, um Where he puts on a virtual reality headset, and he thinks he's actually you know in a vr environment but actually is actually happening around him in, in huh. real life it's, it's yeah. hilarious there's like a scene where he's like infiltrating this evil guy's
0: lair, and he picks up some nunchucks in in like the virtual world. In the real world, he's got a couple of like baguettes, and he's like beating someone in a bread shop. It's just hilarious. Oh, just so as he, well he's worth. actually
2: responding to a real event, although yeah, he thinks, yeah. He's, thinks oh. he's yeah, yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah.
0: It's uh, but, but yeah I just thought it was worth mentioning I thought it was uh, definitely an interesting discussion point. Uh, I, w- so I would like move.
1: to see the same employees actually then after that uh, after that training see payday. Like
2: play put them in payday see they fair. Yeah.
1: imagine having like those people
3: like practicing in payday and they're the ones that work in, in the you know the bank and, and, and the supermarket and then we as like steam players are like hey let's have some fun
2: today and they're like oh what's gonna happen this time you know they have
3: to play the
0: bystanders that would be hilarious yeah
2: I have to say if we ever manage I know it's difficult for us to do it but if we ever manage to get the four of us together for like a day long gaming session in are. Payday's got to be on the map because although I'm not a huge yeah. fan of it, this crew in in, in that game could be quite yeah. fun. Well, I actually did do it once. Me, me, Rowdy, and Nathie oh.
0: have played uh, Payday once. We did a Christmas one where we had to save Christmas, oh. and there was once there was a bit where you have to like like slap Santa around the face because he's like so drunk. You have to like wake
3: him. <laughs> but you, like, there's one there's one that I still want to play. You can infiltrate into the White House. Wow. And, and you nowadays you have like actual like hand tracking too, so you can see right. other people wave at you. And back then it was like an arcade thing we played, but it's it's way better now. They improved the VR as part. Do you have to pay... Remind
2: me, I don't know, did, did, did Payday go free to play? No. Or is it still paid? No. It's, it's still paid, paid but paid. If, you, if you own the game, then you in get, in get the VR version yeah. for free. Yeah, in case you didn't know. hmm
0: yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's the that's the quick news. Uh, before we move into our main topics, uh, let's hand it over to Zim uh, for. I don't think there's there's a couple of game releases to talk about and some other bits and pieces to talk about. But take yep. it away, Zim. I'll let you uh, yep.
2: run the show. Orchestrate. Okay. So uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you guys um, I'm going to show you guys a clip from uh, from a game. That's launching on on PSVR called Megalith, and actually, I found that this is uh, this is kind of interesting. dovetails quite well with Rowdy's uh, talking points from earlier when he was talking about Dark Eclipse on on PSVR. Uh, so this is a this is a timed exclusive uh, Jan eighth launch uh, by Disruptive Games, and um, this is PSVR only at the moment. Um, but it's a it's a kind of a destructible environment, free locomotion, um, somewhat like a battle royale stroke MOBA game where you've got Uh, From what I understand, 2v2 titans on a battlefield. Um, You pick one of five. They each have their own unique skills and abilities and things like that. And you basically go toe to toe. So it's it's a kind of an action hero shooter um, stroke titan um, combative game uh, that's launching on PSVR. Um, And I I really do think that um, from what I can see from there was like a pre-launch that happened, allowed some people to actually play an open beta of the game. Uh, and that happened. Uh, that happened recently as, as as well. So I think I think there um, there there's some kind of interest here. I'll actually run while well, I'm talking about another piece here. Um, I'll, I'll run a kind of a, a piece from that uh, from that open beta. It gives you a better flavor than just the teaser trailer. Um, but it's not a it, as, as you were saying earlier, Rowdy. It's not something that I've seen done before. Uh, sure. This 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 kind of game reminded me when I first saw it of something like Smite, because you've got these, like, it looks like a MOBA, but from first person, which is honestly where I think, you know, VR could be pretty cool. So anyway, you guys have a look at the trailer while it's running, if you can. Uh, Let me know your thoughts and uh, be interested, especially after your recent gaming session, because I think Dark Eclipse, from my view of it, having having not played it yet, did look a little bit underwhelming. This, this, I think, could uh, could have potential. It looks kind of interesting. Yeah,
1: because I saw that Paradise Decay commented on my video as well. And um, that was the first thought I had as well. It's a shame that I can't go first-person view into the character. And I see that this game, you can do that. It's, it's mostly from the first-person view as you play as a Titan, I guess. But it, it, it looks better when you have that overview... Yeah. Um, not from like the the third person, but more it's like a first person. I, I kind of like that kind of stuff, and I, I love the art style of it. Yeah. It looks really nicely. Yeah, I like it. How it's called? Mega megalith? megalith. Megalith.
2: Megalith. So this one will be coming to PC eventually, will it, Zim? Or because they said timed exclusive, that tells, and that's on the devs' website. So um, that cool. that tells me that they do have plans to release on PC. So to be honest, um, because of the because of how it looks. Uh, I think it'll be it'll be a nice one if you've got move controllers. That's how I'm, I'm expecting you're going to have to deal with it, given yeah. the kind of force powers or whatever you have. Um, but also, PC players can wait with bated breath for this thing to launch sometime later. Uh, it does look like a new uh, a kind of kind of a dipping into a, not a new genre, but for VR, a new offering. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So that's the first one. Um, second one this one is uh, this is this is a horrible thing I shouldn't I shouldn't be promoting this uh, <laughs> at all as I as I really was not Uh-oh. a fan of the uh, the original offering by these guys but I, I'm gonna say it anyway so this game is uh, is Atlas uh, which is uh, apparently coming uh, for PC VR the options are already in the menu um, I have not heard successful reports mm. of it being played and even from uh, pancake players, I know the game was DDoSed all the hell on launch day from all over the world, um, wow. and and people were have generally been at the moment. You know, Steam is showing mostly negative in terms of reviews of this game. So I'm going to lay all that out there in the front. However, that said, if we look at the teaser trailer that's rolling at the moment, the game looks yeah. pretty stunning. Uh, it is essentially a uh, pirate add-on to the existing. Game arc, which you guys might remember, was an MMO, and I think Nathie and I both remember and still have scars from the VR mode that they had (laughs) patched into that, which was awful Mm. dire. But I still had good moments with a saber-toothed tiger.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so wait—is this—is this this a a separate VR
2: game, or is this also something? Uh, So, it's a VR mode for Atlas that is uh, Uh, being built into the game and developed. But what we've seen from the developer Kinda of wants me to say, you know, point fingers and say, Sack of lies. You know, we shouldn't yeah, no. do not show me a trailer that looks that no, good. No, no, no. Do not show me VR this options. Is, I don't want very, to have hope for this. Yeah. I, 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 still, right. I remember Martin
1: Risby playing uh so Arc Survival Evolved in virtual reality yeah. and he couldn't get it to work for the life of life. it was hilarious to see because he, he kept on uh bashing into uh trees with his hats and stuff like that to try and get some wood and he died yeah. like maybe four times in like the, the twenty minutes just but he couldn't figure out the controls, he couldn't read the controls like because it was so stuffed in his oh, face, yeah. and was it awesome. was so badly optimized. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah.
3: so what, what I heard is that um, Atlas is like a reskin of Arc uh, uh, Survival Evolved. So, based on that, the VRC part is still the same thing, so that means mouse and keyboard uh, VR. Um, yeah, exactly. I, like, honestly, I also had
1: fun moments, but it's not great VR. The the, oh, the chat is fairly obvious as well. We have Paradise yeah. Decay, saying Atlas is terrible, Keep no. Away, Food Roji, no. Arc I Dark uh, Arc Deaths, no. next. Atlas should never been ad- advertised as its own games. Uh, Arc <laughs> no, <yeah>. so people <laughs> should I <laughs> should I should
3: I also mention Arc Park? I mean that's everything together is just you know I I would yeah. stay away from this one. Obviously. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so I, uh, as I said, you know, I wanted to bring it up just to ruin everyone's festive cheer uh, yeah, before yeah, we yeah, got into the good it. games in the year. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, that was uh, that was Atlas, PC VR, oh. uh, Pipe Dream. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, next thing we're going to move on to is uh, the best selling games of 2018 uh, for, uh, for VR, which should be very interesting. So we've got um, a couple of tops here. I'm going to give you each each a uh, each uh, each a rundown of um, uh, of the top ten uh, from the list. I won't go through all of them. Uh, I'm sure in the comments is something that we can post uh, a link to uh, Steam's uh, VR games if if you don't find that easy to find. Uh, and also I'll cover off the uh, the top releases. So I'll go through those in, in, in just a moment. Uh, I'm going to actually use um, in terms of a in terms of a kind of a, a trailer in the background. I might actually sample a little bit of uh, Nathie's. Uh, multi-faceted, uh, multi uh, composition uh, from recently. We'll cover this a little bit later as well, because I know he's gonna be going to be going on that stuff. Uh, so top 10 sellers on the Steam platform, publicized by Valve. Um, first, uh, in first position, surprise, surprise, Beat Saber. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I would have thought that as well. Uh, and just in case we are yeah. not... Familiar People who are listening are not familiar with the games. I'm going to give you each kind of just go around the table and give you one of these. And you just tell me in your shortest description possible how you would describe that game to your grandmother. OK, Beat Saber. Rowdy, how would you describe that to your grandmother? Guitar Hero in oh, VR. Oh, your, your grandmother knows Guitar Hero. Oh, that's very good. Of course she does. Oh, you She's a got to player. You gotta, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> rowdy's name. Of course Whoa. she does. Yeah. <laughs> you an awesome grandma. All right. Uh, now, Nathie, uh for position two, Gorn. Oh.
3: <laughs> was, I mean, that's, yeah. that's easy. You know, it's like uh, being a gladiator. That's it.
2: That's a nice way to put it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, <clears throat> VR Kanojo. <laughs> do you know this game? Uh, what yeah, is that?
1: So uh, this is sexy times in VR uh, yeah,
2: so... Ah, that one. This that's is, the one that's me too. Actually, Correct. I saw it. It, it. It's sad because it's like the only... In the top 10, it's the only game I haven't played yet. It's 30 quid, oh. and I'm like, I'm not paying sure. for a call yeah, next yeah. door simulator. Yeah, yeah. It's, didn't okay, say sure. I won't. I'll get there. Steam sales. <laughs> Number four. Uh, give this back to Rowdy Onward.
1: Um, uh, tactical Shooter.
2: I like think That works. Uh Orbis VR. I was surprised to find in in fifth place. And that's for uh, now, again. That you describe uh, that. Uh,
3: uh Roomscape VR. Yeah. Uh Brilliant. Become a Wizard. Become a Wizard? <laughs> exactly. But my grandma never played Roomscape, but I'm I'm sure it's so old that she might remember it.
2: <laughs> oh man i'm imagining in the chat though
1: there are a lot of people asking uh for the link to the the sexy game in uh, vr for their friend,
2: <laughs> for their, friend. <laughs> for their friend yeah joe yeah, yeah. link confirmed uh pavlov is in in position six i'll just fire through these last ones here and so pavlov skyrim uh, Hot Dogs, Horseshoes, and Hand Grenades, Arizona Sunshine, and Super Hot. So, a lot of mega titles. I think the only real surprise in that set for me, there were two Kenojo and Orbis. I was kind of surprised to see Orbis in the top 10, yeah. but it really shows people are really keen on getting together and, um, you know, and, and kind yeah. of celebrating VR. And I, there's still a pitch for multiplayer. I didn't see uh, Kenojo in
0: Natey's Roundup video, so he clearly missed one out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But I think I think yeah, the whole the whole point about companionship <laughs> is like a really important thing. Um, you know, it, it's the reason that streams are popular. It's the reason YouTube videos are popular. It's like getting to know somebody. Uh, you know, reaching out to the internet and like you know, kind of being around the fireside.
3: Honestly, yeah. I'm still surprised Kenodio is like on Steam because I thought it was not legal
1: to, yeah, to sure. it under age, with underage girls, girls in, in VR. VR. You know what I'm gonna do after this podcast? I'm going to go to all of your Steam profiles and check how many hours you guys I, have in that game. I, <laughs> I did,
3: I did, I did try it for science. Did you? Uh, yeah, sure, Nathy. Uh,
2: Tw- yeah. d- twenty-three hours. With <laughs> twenty-three hours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> we need a report. We need an executive report following but, this podcast, Rowdy. Published on Twitter. Okay, you, you show but, it. But already, honestly, too. having Arbus in there, I really wonder how many players they have that play this. There's a community. It must still. be pretty huge. And they've got a they've got a release upcoming, right? So they've got their kind of the graphical overhaul and all that kind of stuff coming. Whether or not it's going to be something to sing about, I don't know yet. Yeah, but like like if if
3: you if I hear you like like uh, saying this whole like list, it's like there's almost no multiplayer in there. Of course, onward is in there, but like like Arbus is is. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's just, that's very good. That's very good.
2: Onward or is... Pavlov, um, Arizona Sunshine.
3: Yeah, but it's wow. they, those are all shooters. And this all is shooters. like some. This is something else. So this is a good sign, I would say. That's a good yeah. sign. All that uh, I know, there's a lot of people
1: in the top ten list that love beating their saber. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> all
2: right. So the last thing I wanted to say here was uh, just the top five from top releases, because top releases I assume means on release day, highest sales. And okay. and, and the scariest thing about that is VR Kanojo's number one. Uh, wow. Which which was, you know, it's quite a flashy cover. Number two, thankfully, is Accounting Plus, which we know had a great name for itself before launch. Seeking yeah. Dawn had a huge amount of buzz around it. Yeah, Moss, true. very similarly, again, had established quite a role in terms of its name. And then Budget Cuts, which was like a long-awaited, you know, there was plenty of VR people honed in and ready to to try that, so um, not too many surprises, but that VR konojo came out of left field. I, I don't know much about yeah, it. We got an in the chat actually. Uh, Watuk is saying uh, konojo is just a tamed down
1: version of Play Club or Play Home, and these are Japanese only games. Yeah, uh, I see Sim uh, nodding. I actually uh, I know so little you. about that I,
2: stuff. I, I,
0: I think the best thing you could do is just go and check out a Let's Play because I think even like I think Cass and Cherry played it, so that would, that would be a very yeah. interesting dynamic. Uh, you interesting. know, you've probably never
2: seen before. Uh, yeah. So if you want to check it out, that's a girl next door VR simulator if you're interested. So there you go. That's the uh, that's the top sellers. I I'm, I just want to say this to to Valve you know, thank you for publishing these lists. They're really interesting mm. information. It's something for that sure. probably undermines their like competitive advantage against their, their yeah. competition to release that statistical yeah. information. But I think as we've seen since the early days of Steam, they tend to be quite open book. Yeah. Uh, even even
3: like that. mid-year. I mean, mid-year, they, they released this list of like 250 of the best and then Beat Saber was already like on top with others. So you could already see what was like happening. It's, uh, yeah, it's nice. And it, it's it also you in-, all- in the-
1: you Sorry? just texted me and said that, uh, yeah, we're welcome. He doesn't mind
2: doing that. No, oh, okay. Good. So Gabe apparently messages Rowdy on a regular basis. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, okay. I didn't do that. Uh, yeah. okay. I don't have anything else to say
3: anymore. Like, yeah, <laughs> no, uh, okay. Gabe. You know, I'm like, okay. Yeah, never mind. Well, thank you very much, Zim,
0: for the releases. Really appreciate it. <laughs> um, so let's move into uh, one of our first topics, and that is uh, feel real. So we all know that VR is super immersive. And from what I've tried with, you know, a little bit of haptic feedback with like a vest or using a sub pack like what Zim does, you know, a small bit of, uh, you know, haptic haptic feedback can make a big difference in a a VR experience. But what about smells? Uh, You know, do you think this can add to the experience? Well, this this US company called Feel Real certainly thinks so. And they're making a smell accessory add-on for virtual reality headsets, Does uh, it, it work kind of with reminds me your- of Oh, oh I, dude, I don't know, man. I don't know if I want that to happen or not. Um, but this kind of reminds me of like <laughs> the Noz- Nozulus Rift. I don't know if, if you guys remember that.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's from um, South Park VR, right? Yeah,
0: it was like a it was like a marketing thing for South Park.
2: Uh, you know, a few years back, I think Zim oh, actually got to try it. Is that right? I Zim? did. That's yeah. right. And it is a distinct disadvantage to have facial hair when they squirt smelly stuff at you. So basically you're sitting there in front of Cartman. Cartman lays out a big old toot. And uh, and, and the the headset, the nauseous rift, it's not a headset, right? So you're still playing a 2D game. You're still playing a game with a gamepad. And then you've got this thing that straps across your nose that every so often is injecting basically... Pss- like you hear it like pfft, like little little bursts of of horrible eggshell smells and all, awful. And it was it's sticking your beard and you'd smell it for like 30 minutes later, still feeling nauseous. But it, wow. I have to say, did it enhance uh, the what was that called? The butthole <laughs> the of truth or whatever it is. It, yeah, it, the it, stick it, of truth. It did. Yeah. But I mean, I think it needs to be a little, bit, a little bit more subtle and less overstated if they're going to do a second <laughs> phone. The, real, the right. real question I had was like looking at this Vader mask that they decided to, do, to bolt onto various headsets. Is just from a product design, how is that thing affixing to all these headsets? I'm sure you got some details on the thing, Mike, but.
0: Yeah, yeah, I yeah, have for sure. Um, to, to answer that question, basically they use like a, a mounting uh, bracket for each different headset and then use magnets to stick it on. So you've got like a mounting shroud and then it's it magnets on underneath. Because
2: it's like covering um, all the headsets, right? Like, I mean...
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're bringing one out for Oculus Go, Oculus Rift, Gear VR, Vive and PSVR. So uh, pretty much covering all the
1: bases there. <laughs> Just like, because I mean... Uh, Smell is one of the like like most complex things to like simulate. It's much more complex than, for example, vision. Yeah. How many smells do they have in there? Do you right. know that?
0: So yeah, they've got nine interchangeable aroma capsules uh, that can be used in the device for an array of scents. So you've got like coffee, uh, gunpowder, <laughs> lavender. You know all these sort of different smells. But <laughs> apparently there is there is. A range of 255 that you can actually purchase from their website and and use in this device. Oh shoot!
2: Instead of gunpowder, I put the coffee. And so every time I shoot my gun, it's no job. <laughs> that's, that, that, that's the thing.
0: That's the thing. Like sort of, when they when they said that there were so many, it didn't really make much sense to me because how can you control that as a developer? I have no Imagine idea. Imagine like
3: before you play games, like oh I have these two are busy, <laughs> so I can choose coffee or gunpowder.
2: Which yeah. one should I get for this? Pre- Particular experience, uh, but like, exactly. They, exactly. And, then, and then they listed. They listed some like they listed Skyrim support.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that, you're, you're totally right. <laughs> you know, the, this this already works with Beat Saber, Skyrim. what, what, what,
2: what, <laughs> what are you smelling Wait, yeah, you know, here. What do you smell <laughs> there?
0: Coffee uh, sabers
2: coffee. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, Guns and stories, uh, Death Horizon, uh, and more. They're also support.
3: Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> random. That's random. very like, very random. But, but wait, like- wait 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 before we can, we go deeper down this rabbit hole, like Zim, what 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 smell would you add to Skyrim? Because you can only pick one, you know. So you need to pick something. So, so you can you what, can, have nine. Oh, you can nine. have nine. within like the device.
2: Yeah yeah. Okay, okay like yeah.
3: The, the the major one that you're gonna use the
2: most in Skyrim. Easy easy, easy. corpses. <laughs> okay, burning corpses. Um, That's the thing. You so could do burn. You could do uh, you know smell of like. Salty air. You could because the, yeah. you know there's you could do environmentally ones. The smell of a bear. Anyone ever smelled a bear? I oh, have, yeah. but <laughs> yeah. I've mm. it, it, it doesn't make any sense to do it that way because I mean <laughs> it's like
1: I think our noses can like discern maybe one trillion cents or something. Like it, it's an insanely yeah. high number that you can that you can discern. And then not only that, you have like so many scent molecules in your nose and is a scent receptor in your nose and the amount of scent molecules you have is even larger and if you combine those you get enormous amounts of variety and you need to overlap (laughs) them as well. A rose alone is already maybe 30 different scents that are combined, they smell like a rose, but you take one component out and it will smell differently. So, but I, 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 love
0: the, I love the fact that the scientist in the room is just like, <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. It's like, we all know it doesn't make any sense, right? you don't need to be a scientist to tell are, us okay. that. There are <laughs>
2: Japanese cinemas, right? That, 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 that have this. They have a kind of a 4D experience where you've got aromas that are injected. I think it's like 30 or 50 or something like that. They have these modules that oh. sit in front of you and the whole place <laughs> smells like a bed of roses or something. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. But so, again, um, the thing that I have to ask is if they're using uh, a, a kind of a vaporizer type uh, aroma, for those of us with facial hair, I'm telling you, you get yeah. it. It gets stuck in there and then you're smelling it later. And, it, and it, it's weird. It's weird. I yeah. can already imagine
1: like next Christmas, like you know, we go to a family party after like having played with those kind of things for like you know an hour. We smell like corpses from Resident Evil and you go and kiss your grandma, Like <laughs> <"Hi."> I, <laughs> corpses this, and coffee. This is why I've been shaving
3: for like the last two years to no. actually prepare myself it, for this thing. But you yeah. know what I want to see is can I make my own smells? <laughs> Oh but you can do that anyway like you? craft your own stuff you know it's like <laughs> mm. like my favorite drinks and things like that. It's like i'm mm, that in there and candy and yeah you know
0: well this is the funny thing because i was thinking like what smells would the guys like you know what could i incorporate <laughs> for each one of these guys so oh. i was like thinking like zim you know maybe maybe like burning rubber or something you know like he like, likes the smell of the racetrack nice you know rowdy nice, i was nice. thinking you know, maybe like Belgian waffles, you know, the fresh Belgian waffles. Maybe he would like that. Every time you're and around
1: then, me, you smell Belgian waffles.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then Nathy I was thinking, you know, he, what does he love so much that he would just love to smell all the time? And I just just want to, you know, put it out there for the developers now to really yuppie implement a, a yuppie sauce scent
3: just for <laughs> Nathy. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I, I thought you were like like with Rowdy. I thought you would say like yeah, a dusty old prison, you know, with a, like a little sticky goo in the corner because there's yeah. no toilet because he sold oh, tobacco, it in the game. Yeah, tobacco. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but uh, no, yeah, that's pretty accurate. I would say.
1: I, I, I am very curious how they're gonna do this. Maybe they're gonna release like with every game, like you know, a set of scent modules, so like you say for for Skyrim. These nine smells are the best yeah. to use or whatever. I don't.
3: But does, does it doesn't <laughs> but does it then trigger in game like it just detects what's going on yeah so basically
0: it connects to your device using bluetooth Um, it weighs about seven ounces Mm. uh, just so you know it's got around four hour battery life so you have to charge it up and then slot it on using the magnets before you play a game and basically what they're saying is they've created an editor tool so if you're a game developer or you know you've created a 360 vr movie for example you can use the editor to implement the different smells Mm. for the experience that you're you're creating um But, yeah, it's kind of weird because this company, Feel Real, they're planning to launch this on Kickstarter soon, Um, but it's not their first attempt, actually, at selling this concept on Kickstarter. They actually tried this uh, way back in May 2015, and they tried to implement it in an all-in-one system. So not only do you have this kind of smell module, but also they tried to make their own version of like a Gear VR that used a smartphone to power it, and mm-hmm. it was all encompassed in this huge oh helmet that just looked ridiculous. Um, and uh, they were trying to hit a goal back then of thirty-nine thousand US dollars, but they only hit nineteen thousand US dollars so, back
2: then. But that well, is so balling that. it for manufacturing. Thirty-nine grand? Right. That's it? Yeah.
1: I have to say I do. I do applaud them for like trying new things, uh, because I think you know eventually we're we're gonna get there. But I still think scent is something so complex and so subtle as well, because it's often that you only when you start notice, uh, start like paying attention to it that you'll actually notice it, unless it's like a very very. Peculiar smell and often a not so nice smell, and I'm a little bit scared it's going to go into that direction. It's just like, Mm oh, like everything stinks, or like everything smells like roses, or everything only like you know the very strong smells. While scent is something so so subtle and so difficult to 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 do. Then I'm yeah. a little bit scared that they're gonna go so, that route. But
2: I, but I also want this. Like I, I, I'm, I'm such a guy who, like, whatever it is, give me the thing that's gonna immerse me more. You know, I mean, Mike was laughing when, when the Azana band was this promoted thing, and it was a pain bracelet that went around your neck or whatever, whatever you call that. <laughs> And, uh, yeah. you know, it would, it, would, it would cause you pain and pleasure or whatever <laughs> However it does pleasure, I don't know. Uh, but, you know, you'd, you'd get that sensation. And I was like, I'll take one, you know, I'll, I'll yeah. play that. But uh, this is definitely a technology that I want to see it work. And I suppose I ask and answer the same question of, like, why doesn't this exist for our current games, non-VR, right? Why, why, mm-hmm. why has that product not matured in that market? And does that mean... Mm-hmm that it will be prevented from maturing in the VR market. I don't think the answer is necessarily a yes.
0: I think maybe people in the VR market are more susceptible to trying out these things uh and more adventurous. (laughs) Whereas traditional gamers are just like
3: even with with traditional VR headsets, they're like, This looks weird, I don't want to try it. I I don't understand why design wise, why did they go like so vertical with this thing? Why didn't they just go Mm. more like around it and try to because it's so
0: like a uh, yeah
3: maybe uh, I mean you're the expert here so uh, but but, the, but I just want to add also that it's
0: not just smells that this thing does uh, it also has oh. an ionizing water mist system <laughs> to squirt mist in your face uh, wind uh, it's got like fans to have wind oh, that's so uh, big. oh, you can feel the wind in your beard when you're like maybe swinging through the trees in windlands or something okay, that's cool. uh, <laughs> micro heaters for heat <laughs> And also motors for haptic feedback
2: vibrations
3: as well. I love this thing. Uh, I honestly
2: love this thing as well. I think I think be... These extra features are even better than the smell stuff. But the, the only issue is noise. I'm wondering. Yeah. So like if you're using an Oculus Go without headphones on, you're oh, going to be really, gotta, really susceptible to tiny fan sure. noise. You know what I mean? Oh, like if that mm-hmm. thing runs. How is it powered? It's charged, I assume some kind no, of it's got an internal battery it lasts four hours so yeah. so not only can, can the screen here blow up now this one can as well it's a totally good just, <laughs> so well, yeah
0: let's let know in the chat what you guys think i'd love to know um but yeah this is coming to kickstarter soon so we don't know when but so again we'll- you mean like this is the second time they try to go on
1: yep. lighter yeah yep. if it works i'm all for it if it doesn't <laughs> Well, I want to try it out. Like yeah. you guys said, I, I'm Definitely super intrigued.
0: I'd love them to send me one yeah. so
2: I can check it out and cover it on the channel. I'd love to
0: just play around with it. But
2: one we'll thing I, see. We'll I see what have happens. to say to you, Mike, because now that you've got the flavor of tactile equipment and why I look ridiculous sitting here like, a, like I'm about to blow up a bomb, uh, anyone who owns a sub pack, if you play contractors, uh, this works really well for bullet impact on your chest. So if you take nice. it from your back to your front, It's a really great simulator of like getting shot and it'll ping you in different places or whatever. It's like it's pretty nifty. So Mm. uh, give it a go. It's a good one. So just a little bit of a tip because again, for immersion, everything counts.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. A small bit of haptic feedback makes a big difference in VR. Uh, Definitely behind that for sure. Um, So let's move on to uh, the Vario. Bionic display headset. Um, I'm pretty sure we talked about this a while ago, uh, but I wanted to talk about it again because it's coming up to release uh, next year. Uh, it's actually pronounced VARJO, even though it's spelled VARJO, and apparently it means shadow in Finnish uh, because this is a Helsinki based company uh, they founded uh, back in 2016, and on their website, they state that the resolution of VR devices on the market today is just a hundredth of what the average human eye can see. And they say that people with vision that poor aren't even allowed to drive a car in the real world. <laughs> so uh, why are we basically putting up with it for our VR headsets? But, you know, I, I, it's a nice marketing statement. I think we're fine for now, but I'm very interested to see what they, they come to the market with. And basically they've got um, what they're calling a bionic display which mimics the complex characteristics of the human eye to let you see things in the virtual world just as clearly as you would see them in the real world. So when you look around the the real world with your eyes, they focus on a small part of the big picture, like we've discussed before with foveated rendering. And that's where the highest and most intense resolution is. And you can see what's happening in the periphery, but your focus is Uh, happening on what's right in front of your eyes at that time. And this is exactly how this headset works by using eye tracking. Uh, In real time, it will track where your eyes are looking and uh, will deliver a flawless and completely accurate image that far surpasses anything on the market today. And apparently they state is 40 times the clarity of the Vive Pro, which is super interesting. And they don't do this by just having a super crazy resolution display. They actually do it in a really clever way. And what they do is they use two displays per eye. So one display sitting on top of another one. So you've got a context display, which is the one in the background, which is a 1440 by 1600 at 90 Hertz. And then right in the center of that display is a tiny, tiny, tiny little bitty 1920 by 1080 display at 90 hertz so you've got uh, you, you're probably thinking like you know 1920 by 1080 that's not a great resolution but when you scale it down to something that's teeny tiny like this and just right in the center of another display it actually makes things
1: incredibly sharp so it's it's not foveated rendering so it doesn't track the eye then
0: it, it is using eye tracking and using software-based foveated rendering but does have a physical uh, basically two displays. So one is a context so, display and one in the in the very center of your vision, uh, which where most of the text will be and stuff like that is is, is a height. Because
1: so uh, then it's fixed foveated rendering, basically. Essentially huh? fixed foveated
0: like, rendering, but uses software,
2: rendering?
0: uses software for the rest of the display so as well. Out, yep. Yeah. So what you do get uh, when you use this technology where you basically put a display on a display is you get a slight overlap of the two where it's kind of not quite seamless like you get a little bit of a join but apparently the trade-off is that you get super crystal clear uh, text and images right in the center of the display uh
1: so things become super clear
0: hmm. which is really interesting I'm a little
1: bit, yeah I, I want to try it out now, now and you say it because i i, I immediately think like because you you don't often like look like just straight dead ahead Yep. the entire time so you're no. going to notice the difference from looking like this or looking like this and that no i don't know if that's going to be a, a nice thing even though the resolution is higher but you're no. going to be switching between two resolutions pretty much the entire time so, so basically
0: they use the, the the eye tracking and the dynamic foveated rendering for the the big display in the background and then mm-hmm. the small one is like you say in a sweet spot so although, like you say, you will get the most clarity in the sweet spot, when your eyes drift into the the larger display area, it does get handled by the foveated rendering. Um, so yeah. it will still be clearer. Um, it's actually, a lot of this information comes from Ben from Road to VR, and he did a really nice article on it recently. And, and Ben is a very skeptical person of, of sort of uh, new technologies, very critical as well, uh, and he yeah. was blown away by this. So I really sort of hold it in terms of his credibility yeah. uh, in that it's, it's really decent stuff. Uh, yeah. And the great thing about this is, although they're pushing this uh, technology and this amazing resolution that they're saying is almost retina quality, you only need a GTX 1080 to run this headset. And you only need an i7-6700 to run it as well. Um, It does use two display ports because you're obviously running two displays per eye. So you're running four displays in total. That's new. Um, But super interesting and a a nice way of tackling this problem rather than just going super big resolution. They're thinking smarter and outside the box. Um, Where is it
2: it, um, being manufactured out of? Do you know?
0: What country? so they they're based in Helsinki and I'm not sure if they're manufacturing it there as well or maybe might get it manufactured in in Asia. Uh, but essentially uh, the headset is going to work with Steam VR, so um, tracking and controller systems like the lighthouses and Vive uh, ones uh, will work out the box. Uh, Steam VR games won't work out the box though. Uh, despite being compatible with Unity and Unreal engines, uh, all current Steam VR games have to be recompiled for it to work with the headset because essentially you're rendering the game to two displays rather than a single one. Uh, so there's some complexities there. Um, But again, this isn't again for us as uh, gamers. This is really for enterprise. Um, You know, they've partnered with Airbus, uh, Audi, uh, BMW, Volkswagen, and they're sort of really pushing it for enterprise customers because... um, they want the best sort of possible clarity uh, to show mm. their, their customers and clients uh, their upcoming products for prototyping and that kind of thing. Uh, and that's where this headset will really shine, I think.
1: Wasn't, by yeah. the way, the, the DK1 or the DK2 also uh, two screens instead of just one? DK1. Oh, so I'm not talking
0: about two separate displays side by side. I'm talking about four separate displays. So one display on top of another, and then another display on top of another. So four displays
3: in total, essentially, yeah. Uh, (laughs) So crazy. um, So just moving uh, back to the past a little bit, a few real is actually watching the podcast right now. And they also told me because I was asking about like custom smells. Well, you can do that apparently. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> so I can make my own smells. Yay! Oh, no. So so, so oh, now when yeah. people
0: can play your character in game in like slightly heroes, for example, they can actually yeah. smell what you know. I think it. I think it would just be like a mix of pepper nuts and yoppy sauce. You know, if they can come up with that, they've, they've got it. Yeah. They've got it nailed there. <laughs> but but they
3: but they said that your overall well, you know, review of or your like you know your story about this thing so far was. uh on point so good 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 to hear like I said
0: you know send us one and uh, we'll check it out and we'll have some fun with it I'm sure imagine like
3: having to do all those 255 smells for a review and then (laughs) just go over all of them now we're doing mustard gas (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> we go from 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 happy happy smells to yeah. rotten smells. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but maybe in a, a coffee one to wake me up in the morning you know when I get to my little man cave Mike,
3: Mike is not going to use it on his headsets so he's just going to use it as a separate thing like he's putting it in his bed so he wakes up with the coffee yeah, stuff
2: exactly <laughs> my wow um,
0: just going back to the Varo, uh, they've also got a mixed reality add-on planned in the future, which basically adds two pass-through cameras uh, so you can look into the real world and switch between the real world and the, and the virtual worlds, uh, you know, without really noticing. Uh, it's going to be launching in uh, 2019, obviously, for, for, for partners and developers. Uh, it's going to be around five to $10,000 US dollars, of course, you know, using <laughs> this kind of technology. Oh, okay. Um, but like we've mentioned, you know, other big enterprise headsets and technologies like yeah. xtel and StarVR it's and right. Neurable, they yeah. all seem to be picked up by oh. these these big partners like, you know, Airbus, uh, you know, uh, 20th Century Fox, Audi, BMW. And it's because they really want to push the technology forward. So I think it's great that these things yeah. exist. And it's just a sign that these things will eventually roll down to us. I, I told you future. before,
3: it's the wire of the headsets next year. Everyone yeah. is going to battle with their own HMDs. Yeah, but it's,
0: it's super interesting. We're almost talking about a new headset every episode now. Yes, kind of, kind yeah, of interesting.
1: Yeah, but still, uh, but- I haven't seen a headset that like I, I'm way more interested in like how like they they work around like like what for example Nvidia was doing with their RTX uh, uh, stuff. Yeah. I find that way more interesting and in pushing the boundary more than just like increasing the resolution higher and higher and higher. I would like them to see like. Um, Experimenting with like maybe like, you know, like curved lenses or like, you know, very focal lenses, lens distances, those kind of things I would, I would like to see in like newer generation headsets much more than just like increasing the resolution mm-hmm. since I, 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 I really don't think that the resolution at this point is, uh, um, a setback or a no. letdown. No. Um Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree. But it's interesting to see developers tackle the problem by using a solution like this, like overlaying a display with another display that's, yeah, that's much new. smaller at a higher that's, resolution. Uh, that's, that's super true. interesting. Yeah. Um, so let's round up the show then with our best of 2018. Of course, you know this is the last show mm-hmm. of 2018 uh, before we dive into 2019. So let's. Pass it around and discuss some of our highlights of the year. And I guess let's start off with some hardware and headsets. So I don't know if you might maybe want to kick it off, Zim, with maybe your impressions of what you know your best headset of the year was or something you want to highlight in terms of hardware that you, you enjoyed
2: this year. Headset of the year. I mean, I, I, I continue to use my Rift almost on a day-to-day basis. But yep. headset of the year, uh, aside from the fact that it burns in the sun has to be the Oculus Go. Um, I have, before this year, I really, I think I've said this before, kind of like oil and water, I've not been watching movies in VR. And and it's actually a really nice combination. But because I work sitting at a desk, sitting upright, and I play sitting at a desk, sitting upright, I don't want to be chilling out, sitting at a desk, sitting upright. Like I want to go lay down in bed or on a couch or something. And to be honest, the Go has... Just that right battery life for a full-length feature film. And as I said it earlier in this podcast and probably on last last week's, that's that's the one for me. So out of everything that I've done this year, even trying the Quest and stuff, the thing that I have my hands on that I've used this year the most and is the winner for me, it has to be the Go. And the most surprising thing about the Go is you really don't need the 64 gig model. I mean, you have to punt fill that thing to make use of the 64 i think 32 if you can get it for 189 dollars or whatever the u.s price is um just do it it's such an easy to use uh, headset you'll find a use for it
0: yeah no definitely it's a really good point point. and yeah you can't mention the go uh, the quest because it's not released in 2018 so that doesn't count to the other yeah. guys if they were going to use it <laughs> um but yeah let's see uh what what nathies was then my my the headset of the year? You mean? Or just hardware in general that you were really impressed with this year that you want to highlight? Maybe.
3: Um, I thought like the the b haptic suit I have is is pretty cool. You know. Yeah, um, I can I can vouch for that as well for sure. Uh, as as a haptic suit, um, I I do have to say I, I really enjoyed using the Vive trackers as like an upgrade. I know <laughs> yeah, that uh, was, was fun. Kind of yeah. to have that you know to kind of extend. Um, it's a shame I I still don't have the you know treadmill I was waiting for, so the cat that's I, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's that I have to postpone that for next year. Um, and headset, yeah, I I mean I agree it's it's the Oculus Go, but looking at what came out, there isn't that much that came out in in terms of headsets. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, the Oculus Go was uh, super awesome. You know, for me it was more like something so well kind of like underpowered can be so nice and so
2: you know that screen is just i still want that screen on every headset i want the go screen in my psvr my vive my rift like and and whatever i tell people about it who don't know about the go and they're like oh and how is it compared to psvr i'm like "No, no no it's the best of all of them (laughs) it's like the best the best optics for me
1: for sure for sure what about you then rowdy Um, If you would have asked me this a year ago, I probably would have said that for me, the the ultimate headset was still the Vive. But actually, um, I think this year, it kind of changed more for me to the Oculus Rift. Uh, I still think that that is actually my, my favorite, even though maybe I play with it a little bit less than I do with the Vive, but it has more to do... With like the ease of recording than it does with the actual headset. Um, yeah. But in the in the the recent months, there have been so many improvements to like uh, how the Oculus Rift just works, uh, mm-hmm. especially when you look at like you know what they did with Home Oculus Home, uh, the uh, the integration with the games there, uh, just the polish of it, the ease of it, uh, the Oculus Deck, all of that kind of stuff that made it for me, uh, in a way, a better device. Uh, in 2018 than it was in 2017 even though it's the it's the same device and i feel yeah. that vive is starting to lack a little bit in that field unlike the the softwarematic kind of stuff mm-hmm. there are certain things that i've seen oculus make larger strides than for example vive with their uh, with their version so for me i would yeah. have to say Oculus rift
0: yeah. Okay. Well, I've got a bit of a roundup of, of kind of like a lot of the stuff that I tried this year, you know, and and like like you guys, you know, the Rift is still my daily driver. That's the one I, I sort of always go back to. Uh, however, the one that really shone for me this year was PSVR and kind of took me by surprise. You know, i would kind of dismissed it previously. Uh, and then obviously Nathy kindly gifted me one and then I went out and bought a, a pro uh, PS4 and I've been really impressed with it ever since you know uh, we'll be talking more about the games that I've enjoyed on the PSVR uh, a little bit later uh, but the headset is solid and for people that dismiss it you know um, you really shouldn't it, it, it really does uh, go toe-to-toe with the, the PC VR headsets uh, and, and has the amazing exclusive titles to boot as well so uh, we'll be talking more about those again in a minute but uh, alongside that, I was really impressed with the Samsung Odyssey Plus. Um, I think you know the demo that I got from Voodoo De uh, Thomas when I went and visited Nathy really changed my opinion on the Windows mixed reality platform, and for me, you know, uh, kind of sold me uh, back onto the idea of potentially using it again. Uh, so the Odyssey Plus is a standout headset for sure. get um, a, a bit like what you guys said, the Oculus Go, you know, brilliant. Super easy to use, uh, really accessible. It's Mm -hmm. the one I show everyone. I can take it everywhere with me. The Pimax obviously showed us a super wide field of view, which is interesting. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to having more hands-on time with that. And I just want to sort of push out there that the Vive Pro as well with this wireless solution, you know, with with, with pushing that resolution and having this kind of wireless technology with it as well from mm. Intel mm. Uh, and it works flawlessly, it was incredible. So, um, so yeah, there's a kind of roundup of the hardware that I played with this year and, and kind of super impressed with them all in their own little merits. Uh, but yeah, like you guys have said, the the Oculus Rift is still my daily driver for now. Mm. Um, a lot. So let's maybe uh, go on to mobile games because, you know, we've all been using the go a fair amount. Um, so what was your standout mobile game of
2: the year
1: easy, them easy. rally Eat. virtual virtual reality yeah
2: what about you him dispatch man dispatch was uh it actually dispatch. dropped uh the final episodes in either jan or feb of the year so it's kind of an early bird but yeah. the one that was the most artful for me absolutely if you haven't seen dispatch it is a heart wrencher it's great
0: yeah totally agree mm-hmm. uh what about you Nathy? Uh, I would say Anne Frank House uh, VR on Okay, road. nice, yeah. nice, interesting yeah. choice for sure. Um, so I was actually going to choose Virtual Virtual Reality as well. Um, uh, I think that is a standout title, and, and and it's got some great voice acting in it. It's very funny. It's a clever That's game.
1: Cool. Gameplay and everything is good in that game. Yeah. Like it's a, it's it feels like a triple A title.
2: It's memorable. Exactly. As well. Like there are moments yeah. in that. That fucking <laughs> guy with the chin. Yeah. G- Oh, uh, the butter or whatever it was you butter, were rubbing on. Uh, you mean uh, indulging butter? Oh, things? God. Yeah. This, the voice is like some of the but, stuff you have as you do in that uh, As Rowdy said, like, it feels like a BC. Uh,
3: yeah,
0: uh, yeah it, exactly. It, it felt like a full fat PC VR game on a mobile headset. Mm. Interaction, everything, environments, voice acting, style, story. gameplay, everything was just top notch. Mm. Yeah, story. Uh, definitely worth checking it out if you've got a, a mobile headset for sure um yeah okay so nice one uh there's some interesting choices there for sure and frank yeah i didn't expect that one but yeah very interesting choice Nathy. um let's talk about best psvr game then um i'm sure we probably share, share a few similarities there as well but let's kick it over to Nathy first with this one
1: Astro
0: yeah
1: yeah rowdy uh, moss definitely moss
2: Ooh. and uh zim i'm flipping between two i will land it on firewall firewall was amazing it showed me that uh psvr as you said toe-to-toe could even best pcvr in the fps scene
0: yeah for sure and I, i still think although i think contractors is a great game i i have yeah. to say, I enjoyed Firewall more yeah. with the PS Aim controller because you've got that added uh, bit of immersion there using yeah. a physical item. And
2: the teamwork um, is really solid in that; like yeah. you, you, yeah. You, know, you work as a team inherently. Yeah,
0: one hundred percent agreed. Uh, but I have to uh, side with uh, with Nathy on this one. And Astrobot uh, was my favorite, and I, I do, I do agree with with Rowdy that Moss was a standout platformer. And I think if it, it, Astrobot only just was just that fraction not, better, it, I think, it, in my it, opinion.
1: The reason why I'm not picking Astrobot is because I, I'm not a platformer kind of guy. I don't really enjoy yeah. platformers, but the reason why I'm choosing Moss is because of the storyline that they put behind there. I couldn't yeah, much about like the entire platforming kind of yeah. thing. It was fun to play it, but I played it because I wanted to know what happened with the story. And that was for me one of the first times in virtual reality, yeah. say for Lone Echo, uh, that I really, really was like enticed by like what is going to happen? What What do I need to do next? The environments were absolutely yeah. gorgeous. They, they paid so much detail to like small things as the sound effects, the wind, the visuals, everything that was going around that. I, yeah. I, I'd have to detail. take that one. Detail.
3: No, I agree yeah. on that. I, I think like Astrobot was more like innovating in a yeah. way where it was showing you new stuff that you have never experienced in VR before. It's the first game that plays with the controller in such a, unique you know
2: it took from, from the game, from, game from, design reminded me very strongly an AstroBot of static yeah st mm-hmm. K- well, yeah i yeah. haven't played that game the way it yeah. the way it uh, involves your hands and changes the way that you're interacting the game in a way that you don't expect it
3: yeah it's agreed not, this is just the title that keeps surprising you the you only- know it's not like oh I, I i've seen everything in the first hour i know how the gameplay is gonna be but yeah. every time it's like oh wait there's something new getting added to my gameplay that i also need to you know
0: yeah i would say that if you don't own a psvr and you're looking for a platformer moss is definitely the one to go for but obviously if you own a psvr astrobot Clinches it for me, but yeah, Firewall was a very close one as well because I thought that was a standout
2: game as well. The um, the one in a close second, and this might surprise you, but I have to mention Wipeout. It was such an ode mm-hmm. to classic Wipeout, super fast racers, was ultra comfortable, gave a whole bunch of different comfort options. Um, it just was a really stellar early release, and I think a lot of mm-hmm. PSVR owners will remember it from earlier in the year. So for anyone just joining us from Christmas as a PSVR, on, just remember, because it does, it has, doesn't have that much resounding echoing going off the the walls like some of the other games out there, like Moss and AstroBot. Remember mm-hmm. that Wipeout. You know, there's a three in one game out there, and it's bloody bloody awesome.
0: What What are people in the chat um, uh, saying is their favorite sort of PSVR and the mobile game aligning
1: with what we're saying? Yeah. Although uh, Wipeout was oh, also mentioned, AstroBot has been mentioned. Face Your Fears is uh, from mobile. It's That's also a, good, a very choice. good title. Good choice. Um, yeah, agreed. I see things written about Skyrim. Um, that was released last year, though. That already. Yeah. yeah. Unless, and also, yeah. I see people saying Rift uh, with the PSVR being a close second. If only the PSVR had better tracking, which is a Agreed, point.
3: Yeah, agreed. Um, yeah. I do feel like Moss and Astrobot have really, you know, showed everyone that uh, third person. Um, platforming is is here to stay because yeah. i i i feel like back in the days when i was playing a lot of third person i always had to protect it like even with hellblade oh yeah it's third person but that doesn't work in vr and it's not it's not nice and blah 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 and and now finally this year it's like you know it's mm. it's it really it awesome. smart
1: because it's not third person it's, it's, it's first person. Yes, no first person. it kind of is, yeah. So that's how, they, that's how they managed to convince people that, that it worked by actually not using third person but mm. by using first person and making it look like third person. Yeah. Yeah. But Brilliant. like you
0: say, then, Nathan, like a Hellblade, even though it is a third person uh, oh, yeah. game, it, it is a standout game in VR yeah. for sure. That's
3: the right? same with Lucky Steel and Edge of Nowhere. Those are all like top notch third person VR. Are
2: you taking us it? over to PC VR, Mike? Because I'm, I'm yes. gonna... Okay, because you yeah, like, into... started to talk Hellblade, and that was already yeah, yeah, on my
0: yeah, way. Let's go to PC VR game. I'm wondering how many categories we have here. So we've got two more, two more. So PCVR is the next one. Uh, so go for it, Zim. I know you're itching. So tell it, tell us more, oh, please.
2: Oh no, I was still thinking. Go to the other guys first. I gotta just have. Okay. Thank you. Go
3: on, Nathan. PC PCVR game of 2018. I, I like. I don't even know. I didn't. Even, I didn't oh. think about this one. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I need I, to I, think more. Like go to Rowdy.
1: <laughs> okay, go on, Rowdy. Um, I think, that might come as a surprise because I haven't actually played that much of it but it's one of the ones that i enjoyed so much it was uh the rec royale mode in rec room yeah nice good choice good, good, choice. good choice i R- really really enjoyed rec that room has
0: continued to show that they're an amazing uh, free game how it's still free i still have no idea but uh still amazing that they update that so regularly and it's got a, such got such a, a thriving community there so it is. i'm it picking is. that one <laughs> yeah no it's a really great choice it's a really great choice um what about you guys have you have you thought up a, a choice yet got it go on then Zim.
2: hit uh, us with same it thing I, I i voted for my steam game of the year is pixel ripped i really liked Ooh. how they gave an ode to old games how things work well in vr how the sprites work uh, how they move you from i mean it's kind of a crunchy game it's very indie and it's not the most polished game in the world but for what mm-hmm. it tries to do and what it achieves pixel ripped 1989
0: fantastic awesome man that's a really good, that's a really good choice and me and nathie spoke to anna recently actually and uh she's hinted at the fact that more pixel rip will be coming so if you enjoyed that you'll be happy to hear that there's going to be more in different eras so uh look forward to that
3: uh but go on then, nathie um yeah. i'm intrigued to know yours let me give you my top three because i have my list here <laughs> of all the games but for me on number one is red matter wow the best wow. best best game of of this year on pc wow. i would say Mm-hmm. Very surprising. But again, in a way, it's innovating. It's showing new stuff. It shows how to nail VR the right way. You know, physics-wise, super satisfying. The first one that uses, you know, the the, the controllers, but then wraps your hands around it and yeah. doubles the immersion because of that. Um, and then for me on, on the second place uh, would be Pixel Ripped as well. Um, for me, that was like a crazy throwback to when I started, you know, exploring VR. Um, so it was even like like almost like an emotional uh, adventure too, I would say. And then on number three, I would also have to agree with Rowdy on uh, Rec Room with their Rec Royale. Um, amazing, super fun. Yeah, it I
0: isn't haven't heard Europe Battle
2: Royale.
1: Hmm? I haven't heard Beat Saber yet.
0: Well, well no, that, that was mine. That was uh, mine. Oh, that was his? Uh, yeah. Okay. That, I still think, you know, Beat Saber uh, is one of those games that I probably play the most uh, across yeah. all platforms. You know, I play it on PSVR. I play it on The Rift. Um, and it's one that uh, has, a, you know, a, a special place in my heart because it's one, it's the first game that my wife has ever been really interested to play with me in terms of VR game. Yeah. So the fact that she keeps coming back and saying, let's play more of it, uh, is great that I get to
1: share it with her. So that's yeah. why it really and- sort of... Um, it's a first in a genre as well. First, first in a genre. That, yeah. that, that, that was very, that v-
0: very innovative, you know, set a trend, and it, we'll probably see many clones coming in 2019. Oh, we have, have already seen beat, a few. We've seen a few already, but I'm <laughs> sure there'll be more. <laughs> the popstick um, one, right? <laughs> exactly. But the, the great thing about Beat Saber is, you know, they're continuing to innovate. You know, we've seen it with the KDA Pop Stars uh, collaboration. You know, they're bringing these yeah. really sort of huge musical tracks into the game which is great mm-hmm. and uh, we saw it on psvr and I'm, I'm hoping that this game comes out on the quest as well i'm sure
2: it will um and the nicest might, like, the nicest thing about Beat Saber is that it's a wholesome experience and i think that's why it's like first off the mechanism works it feels great people can just jump yep. into it and get it my four-year-old begs me to play it because she loves it um, yeah, but it's so easy to get that simple thing, but they nailed it. They polished it so well, and and the the new song picks have been so spot on. Like it, like what you were saying with the KDA, I, I I'm not a League of Legends fan. I, I was going in there going, no way am I going to like whatever this K-pop song is, <laughs> but love it. And yeah. and it's 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 such a it's such a ubiquitous like celebration of VR just. In a package, and it's so easy True. to like it. Like, I, I went into Beat Saber because it was so popular, not wanting to like it, yeah. and ended up, you know, I, like industry wise, I think it won
3: because it's it was the system seller. Definitely. It really, uh, you know, got some more people into VR buying a headset. So they want, yeah, to, exactly, exactly, and uh,
0: you know, people that don't even necessarily know VR, know Beat Saber, and then they they, they sort of sync it with being in VR. So I think that's the great thing about it. It, it got the word out um, for people. And I think it's the biggest thing we've seen so far in terms of a VR killer app. So uh, what, yeah, Beat Saber wins the award for me. What's your final category, Mike? I'm curious here now. Uh, so the final category is best VR event that you
2: attended this year. Okay, um, so <laughs> Nathie went. Before we do the, the event one, I was just going to sure, say, because yeah, actually Nathie just touched on something. Cause I was going to mention Beat Saber as the overall, because I think, if I was to go across all the different platforms, because you can go platform specific and say on this platform, what's the winner Mm -hmm. of the year, you know? Uh, but I'm kind of like into Nathie's camp. And although I was scratching around, really didn't want to give it to Beat Saber. But again, it's the same thing. It's like, there's no, there's no other game that had me up at 4am, you know, in my underwear, standing there, you know, beating away. (laughs) Well, anyway. (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. No, I totally agree. Um, so in terms of events, because I know that Nathy went to a lot of events uh, last year, uh, what would you say was your sort of highlight for VR event last
3: year? Oh man, these categories, man. <laughs> um, you know, like for me, on this is like this is hard because on one side, it's for me it was always a dream to go to E3. Okay. Yeah. Um, this is just super epic and uh, you guys weren't there, you know, and uh, let's say E3 for me was on number one, but that was more from a, from the, there were so many developers there. The whole industry was there, all the VR developers I could dream of and, you know, and it was LA and I've never been to America before. It's my first time in America, like next level, super, super epic. Um, but you know why Oculus Connect, because Oculus Connect was great too, is on the second place, it's just because you know uh, I think it was it was really fun but it's still it's oculus only well e3 is everyone it's the entire industry but oculus connect was super super duper awesome because we were all there and we yeah. could just you know share the excitement of VR together so from from the you know the, the friendship perspective like all meeting all these people that I hadn't seen in years was so nice but e3 you know industry wise. Mm was just you know everything together so yeah if you know what i mean (laughs) yeah sure okay go on then what about
0: yours
2: i think uh yeah despite loving the the uk convention circuit to an extent that i want to you know develop and publish a game in the uk convention circuit at some stage and and working on that um still oculus connect 5 was was really awesome uh that's got to be my pick because uh, again, getting to meet people like Kaz and Cherry and stuff like that, and the flesh and just um, and also the quest release and being able to try, you know, tetherless running around room scale. And it just felt like a big party. Uh, yeah. Oculus Connect 4 felt like a big party, but this one yeah, did. kind of brought another notch. And I was I was totally expecting it to go backwards. But it was great. So for me, Oculus Connect 5. And hey, 5 at the end of my name might bias me a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) What about you,
1: Rowdy? Yeah, I mean, it's easy. Like, it was definitely OC5 for me. I mean... Just meeting all everyone out there like uh, you could call it a party indeed, but it was like one big hugging event you know I, I've never hugged so many people in my life at like uh, such a short time uh, it was amazing like you know going to that 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 greasy little restaurant in the back of our, our hotel there with uh, with everyone and like uh, getting American fries and milkshakes that was that was so awesome cool. not my credit card not working, so Nate's brother had to pay for me brilliant brilliant experience scooting around with Mike. Sneaking into the onward event with lonely vipers, stealing free pizzas, yeah, it was. Uh, it was uh, I just had a general a good time, regardless of like uh, all the all the amazing hardware that I got to try there. So it was yeah. just, it was so much fun.
0: Yeah, no, I would totally agree. Um, you know, Gamescom for me was a great event as well. You know, there was so much VR stuff oh. there, really innovative stuff as well, <laughs> like stuff that I'd never tried before, like flying machines mm. and treadmills and like shoes and loads of like crazy VR stuff. So that was a lot of fun. But yeah, you know, being at OC5 together with you guys uh, really uh, sort of topped it for me, you know, doing the podcast live on the show floor. That was was like a a standout experience. Uh, Meeting other content creators as well, obviously you guys, but, you know, Cass and Cherry, Don, uh, aka VR Gamer Dude, Caleb, aka Reality Check VR, Frank, aka PSVR Frank, uh, Eric Hartley, Thomas, aka Voodoo DE, Teriel Wood and the Lonely Viper, just to name a few. You know, it was awesome to meet them all in real life um, because we had known each other through being on the internet
3: together. You know, so it yeah. was kind of like we're already a big family anyway. So that was super nice. I do want to add one more. I would say, I mean, Gamescom was was really nice too. But I, I like that was at the beginning of like this year. There was uh, the Apex Construct event from mm. uh, Fast Travel. Mm. Uh, yes. That was also uh, because that was the first time that. A few yeah, of us me. at least met, yeah. you know, and um, so that was that was also special. So yeah, Definitely. meeting 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 people is 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 the best of all, you know, outside of mm-hmm. the whole VR thing.
0: Uh, for sure, for sure. But other than that, like, you know, we, we we did a lot this year in terms of the show. You know, the, the, this this podcast has been running for over a year now. Hey. Uh, we rebranded this year and branched off on our own YouTube channel, which is doing super well. And we love uh, doing this live and, and, and having you guys and girls tune in every week and then listen to it on yeah. your commutes and give us feedback about yeah. how you're enjoying the show. I uh, love that and also like you know for me personally you know quitting my my full time job and, yeah. and and doing this full time was a big step as well so it's 2018 has been a crazy year and uh, you know i'm super excited for 2019 and, and i'm sure we're going to cover this more in next week's episode obviously being the new uh sort of episode of 2019 about what we're excited about for 2019 because there's so much to be excited about i think and i think it's really going to be a, a great year for vr and us and, and and events and and doing more of this stuff together i think it's going to be it's going to be great oh, no
3: i agree completely so uh can't wait so, so there uh,
2: we have it should I maybe
3: uh, last but not least spit out the list of all the games that I thought were pretty interesting this year that came out? You're gonna go through the whole hundred games? I did it last. I did <laughs> no, it last don't year. Don't do it again. Well. Don't no, no. do the whole list I did, again. I did. I did it last year as well. But I, this time I'm just gonna make it real, like quicker than the, than the previous time. I'm gonna skip okay. a few because uh, not not everything was like so, only ninety five. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. yeah let's let's you know is five less fine for you zim um, yeah g- g- okay well everyone okay. here we go are <laughs> you, are you ready, for gonna, like go, a, ready for like a i'll be right back okay so are you ready for like a like a time travel here okay. okay so uh borderlands 2 vr um yeah beat saber uh contractors uh we had marvel powers united vr slightly heroes astrobot covert uh fitted War Dust, Crow, The Legend, uh, Tin Hearts, The Rasene, Tetris Effect, Talos Principle, Beatron 2000, uh, Creed, Baby Hands, uh, The Great Sea, Catan, Space Pirate Trainer on PSVR, Echo Combat, Bait, Rush, and space face your fears once. Uh, Sorrento VR came out again. I don't know how they did that. Um, Berlin uh, uh, Blitz from uh, what is it? Mike, do you know the company? Uh, VR it? Education, uh, exactly. VR immersive education. Yeah, and then you Titanic VR. Uh, uh windlands 2 compound torn hellblade electronauts uh pixel ripped carly and the reaperman zero caliber space explorers uh the american dream transpose uh rec room vr chat uh, those are just ones that are always around brass tactics box vr in death um uh, witching tower haunted graveyard somnium space uh, fox machine a Dungeon Brewmaster, uh, The Bond, Apollo 11 HD, Nefertari, uh, Explorer Tomb uh, in Egypt, uh, Is Anna Okay by the BBC, Transference by Ubisoft, uh, Moss, Ranch, La Camilla, uh, Void Hat, Bracket Ralph, Persistence, uh, VR, Furballs, Skyfront, Paper Valley, Kin, Wipeout, Blind, Ace Combat 7, that one isn't out yet. I made a mistake on that one. Sorry. Uh, Primardian, card uh, over. Apex construct along together red matter budget cut summer Funland, they suspect nothing virial high fidelity poker stars VR Arcus path cave digger where thoughts go firebird the unfinished and then last but not least age of sale by Google Spotlight stories there you go Wait, that was uh, what, what was the how, yeah, what how, was, was the <laughs> <laughs> seventeen yeah so, so, that, so that's that's you,
2: 2018 yeah, that's <laughs> a lot of stuff that's a lot of stuff there's a lot there's a lot in there. Uh, the one that I oh. Oh, the one that I picked out was Cave Digger. That was feckin' fun. I need to go back to that one. <laughs> okay. so,
0: let us know in the chat if you've got any questions for us while I round up this week's show. We've we've gone on for a little bit longer, but it is a special episode after all, the last one of the yeah. year. So we thought sure. we'd give you that extra bit of content. Uh, but it's a reminder that this is a weekly VR, AR, and MR talk show. Live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook, and on Twitch. Tune into the show live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, 12 midday in central US. Check out the audio version on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Anchor. Leave us a review on iTunes because that would really help us out. And uh, if you've got any questions, now's the time. Go.
1: Shoot. Was it hard adjusting to the life of streamer after your world famous role as the villain in Die Hard, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> I love these these troll
0: questions. Yeah, it was, good it was actually. It was um,
2: What? Oh my god! Was Amazing. It hard adjusting to the life of streamer after your world famous role. Um. No, basically the same thing as the <sighs> fly. You know, you just leave broken glass all over the place, plant a bomb or two, and uh, you know, boom—that's entertainment. Done. <laughs> Done.
1: <laughs> Amazing question. Megan is also telling Nathie to take a breather. You know, make yeah. sure, make sure you keep on breathing. Make make
0: sure you tune into next week's show where Nathie will recount the hundred games, but backwards this time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, uh, Stefan says next year Val Val valve and a tad bit of quest.
0: Yes, we're going to be talking way more about that uh, in next week's show. Stuff that we're excited about, stuff that we're speculating about, uh, including Valve, and maybe a PSVR 2. I'd love to, to see her as well, but we'll
3: talk about that we more next week's show. It sounds almost like VR is getting so good that we soon have to pick a side and stay with something.
1: <laughs> we, well, we, I, we need to start doing I, the podcast twice a week.
2: What I definitely want to say to all you guys, um, again, harking back to the time we were around that little white table together, all bundled up and uh, huddled doing our first ever, you know, real life podcast. That was amazing. We Definitely got to do that again sometime next year. And I just want to shout again to Tyrael, who I didn't even know really other than by name um, before doing that. And he did such fantastic camera work really impressed with the dude i hope he does that stuff professionally because uh, absolutely amazing at it um and a greatly mannered fella as well but to all of you guys you know happy fucking holidays lads this has been an awesome year it has it's been it's been
0: an awesome year hanging out with you guys every saturday is has definitely been a highlight of it it's been a lot of fun and uh yeah i look forward to more of this in 2019 for sure
1: and um so I I think, think that- uh, I think that crash organism uh, like makes a very nice remark at the end of the show mm-hmm. episode sixty nine What a way to end the year <laughs> <laughs> exactly
0: exactly so we 'll end it there. Thank you all for joining us on this crazy adventure whether you 've joined us live in the chat or whether you 've you know listened to it on on your commute or you 've caught up with the uh, show after it 's sort of been streamed onto YouTube. Uh, we really appreciate all your support and uh, we'll continue to deliver this awesome show to you in the new year as well. So uh, I look forward to seeing you all in the new year. Have a happy new year to all of our listeners, subscribers and viewers. Uh, we appreciate every single one of you. And uh, until next week, bye bye for now and have a great time in VR. So happy bye-bye. new year.
1: Yay. Bye.
0: Bye. <laughs> <laughs> See ya.